Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. It is the biggest episode of the uh, the Grand National Runner by Runner preview. We're going to take on all 40 horses, assess their chances, as well as the four reserves, because we've got one we hope gets in. Jim, how are you doing? Really well. Really can't wait to preview this race. As much as I'm not a bigger fan of the National as you, this time of the year gets me really excited and I can't wait to get going. Yeah, uh Okay, so I'm so excited for it, I've almost forgot to introduce ourselves. My, my name's Louis Tomlinson, sat next to me, as per usual, is Big Jimbo Watson, off the back of a very, very, very successful Cheltenham as well, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll know Jimbo Watson, 25-1 to 1 Paisley Park, let's say his hurdle, 20-1 to 1 album photo, he's a serious, serious tipster. My record for the National, it's not too bad to be fair, I've, I've managed to correctly predict the last two winners, so hopefully between us, We'll, we'll, we'll have some sort of semblance of the winner. I mean, you've got, we've both got quite a few fancies, haven't we? Yeah, and my record's not that bad. I've not won it for a while, but I've had Neptune Collange. I've got 40-1, to one, Pino de Rey, and Bala Briggs. So, my record's fairly strong. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're both quite confident with this. We're both quite confident. So, let's get stuck in. The Tigers come there cantering on the outside and jumps to the lead in his Tiger Roll and Pleasant Company who head down towards the last with the Grand National it would seem between them Lester Wings is back in third, Annabelle Fly is fourth this is the final fence, Tiger Roll is over in front and he's trying to now steal away Pleasant Company in second, Lester Wings and Annabelle Fly in an Irish clean sweep and it's Tiger Roll who is in full cry leading by five lengths towards the elbow Pleasant Company in second, Lester Wings and Annabelle fly towards the final 200 yards the diminutive tiger roll senses a place in history pleasant company in second bless the wings of annabelle fly they're finishing well strung out but his tiger roll for gordon elliott and is the long wait for national win about to end for davy russell pleasant company's coming back tiger roll hanging on just may have lasted as pleasant company surged at him to horse number one, Annibal Fly, fourth in the race last year, second in the Gold Cup, carrying top weight for Tony Martin. I mean, in my opinion, Jimbo, the market almost has its spot on this year, in that the three favourites, Annibal Fly, Tiger Roll and Raf Vinden, are quite clearly the three likeliest winners. Yeah, uh, I think that Annibal Fly's performance behind Albion Photo in the Gold Cup was a really solid run, really eye-catching, ran on strongly and... and Certainly deserves his place in this lineup after a really solid run in last year's when finishing fourth, as you've said before. It went very wide as well, didn't it? It, it was, was a very it, odd ride, I thought. It was quite, it was quite conservative, you know. I mean, the, 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 the call going around the inner on the national, the brave man's route, didn't it? Mm. Uh, Barry Gerrity was not a brave man that day. He 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 kept Hannibal Fly back out of trouble, which I guess is always a po- positive, you know. Nothing got in his way, but also probably lost a bit of ground by taking such a wide course. Uh, It's a fair balance between either, you know, taking the brain man's route and getting caught in a melee at the canal turn or staying too far out of trouble and losing ground. And I think Hannibal will fly. Things were just probably slightly on the wrong side of the balance for him last year. Uh, I mean, he's got to have a serious, serious chance. It's hard to see him... Out of the first six, really? Well, uh, you can sort of see he's been trained for this race this season. The Gold Cup was sort of... It's not, you don't often use a Gold Cup as a prep race, but it's clear that they have. He, he ran a very good second in the Red Mills behind Monolee. I thought that day he definitely is screaming out for this extreme distance. 
and I think he thoroughly deserves his place at the top of the weights and up there in the market. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a horse you can completely set your watch by as well, can't you? The, 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 He's so consistent. He's been. He's not got anywhere near the credit he's deserved over the past two years. You know, he's been placed in two gold cups and a grand national, which is an absolutely unbelievably good record. Rarely ever runs a bad race. Just a professional and straightforward racehorse stays forever. Look, he's top weight because he is the best horse in the race. But I, I, I don't think that be that should be too much of a problem for him. He's, you know, he's not. He's like. I, you could see why it might be an issue for Tiger for Tiger if Tiger all went off top weight mm. because he's you know not a very big animal. Anib- Anibal flies shouldn't have any issues with the weight, in my opinion. But we've also said previously in other episodes about uh, top weight in handicaps, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. We've seen Frodon yeah. uh, in the win the Ryanair after winning the Caspian Caviar, Caspian Caviar second in the Bet Victor. So uh, yeah, top the, the, top weights don't really bother me as much as what they used to. No, yeah, but there were there were a lot of top weight or near to top weight winners at the festival. You know, we'll go through horses like Early Doors, Any Second Now, William Henry. Mm-hmm. We're all in the top three of the weights uh, at the festival. So yeah, top, top weight is it's not a concern for either myself or Jimbo. Uh, if you were to give Annibal Fly a rating out of ten for the race, Jim, what would you go for? I'd give him an eight. I'd I'd be the exact same. Eight out of ten. I think the price might be skinny enough. But I'd he, be happy if I was on at bigger prices at 33s. He's he's just a completely completely solid horse, isn't he? He's hard to knock. I can see him within the first five if he stays up. Yeah, completely. And I mean, I, I think the only way he comes down is if he meets trouble. Yeah, he's a good jumper. Mm. That that shouldn't we, be. An issue we saw really. last year there was no issues with his jumping really. No, not at all. So we both like Hannibal Fly. Number two is Valtor. He's a pretty interesting contender here. Absolutely holds up on his British debut for Nicky Henderson in the uh, Silver Cup at Ascot over Christmas. His form in France was alright. He was rated in the mid-140s in France. Now up to a mark of 160 after that victory at Ascot. He pulled up at Cheltenham last time out in the Cotswold gym. But, uh, what are your thoughts on Valtor? I, I think I feel a bit sorry for him. He's been given a really, really yeah. high mark. Yeah, that's what just, I think. Just after that performance when winning. Uh, and then they had no choice, didn't they? they? They had to go for the Cotswold, where he obviously bumped into quite a class field, fraud on an elegant escape. I think he was found out slightly in that. I, I think he's he's not quite the top class. I no. think I think he's, his win uh, in the Silver Cup was... Pr- that's probably his, his range. I don't. I could, he could pick up a group three here and there, but I'm not entirely sure that he is grade one quality. This this isn't a grade one quality race in in name, but certainly with horses like Annibal Fly, we've seen he's got grade one form, finishing second. Yeah. I I, I do. I, I feel sorry for Valtor, and he's ten, and he's not going to improve anymore, is he? No, that's what I kind of think. Look, the improvement Henderson managed to uh, squeak out of him. On his first, on his first start, you could see that you know w- with a new yard, might have been slightly underestimated by the British handicapper. He won that off one four eight. He's clearly not been the easiest to train as well. Either as he, I know he's had problems since the Cotswold Chase. The handicap has not given him any leeway. Yeah. You know, if 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 he wins this off one hundred and sixty, he's a Grade One horse. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I think the evidence suggests to him not being that good at this moment in time. There's one positive, though, for me, for Valtor. It's his first time on the fences, but he's, he's closely related to cross-country winners in France over two-mile five. So that's a positive. Yeah, I've, in, I've, in I've, a I've been having a look at his, at his French form. He has ran over marathon distances before. He was sixth in the Grand Seaport Chase to Paris last year, which is France's biggest jumps race, and mm. that's over three miles six. He would be at 40 odd lengths that day, though. I'm, I'm not quite sure whether he's the most obvious stayer. Yeah. In in the race, and look, the handicapper has not given him any leeway. You know, if 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 Valtor finishes in the first four, he's a 160s plus horse. You know, and at the minute, I don't quite think he's at that level. I think he'd be more interested in something like a Topham. Yeah, completely. Completely, because I, I, I could see him lumping around a big weight in that. In two mile five, he's, he's got decent form over that distance. Yeah. In France, so I, I, I'd, I'd prefer him more in the top, and but I think Janica might be going there, so they might want to split the runners up. Uh, Isaac Swade, although they don't normally, as we've seen in in pre- previous champion hurdles. No, they don't. They don't have another one though for this, though, do they? No. You know, in in the past years, they've had Uccello Conte and they've uh, Roberto Goldback was yeah. another one for them Jeez. in the past. <laughs> And there was Bristol Demai as well, wasn't there? But yeah, he's, he's obviously been taken out. He's going for the ball now, which is perfectly logical. You know what I found quite interesting as well. I was going back to Valtor. The horse who he finished beh- who finished behind him in seventh in the Grand Seaport Chase to Paris, uh, Manier and Swade have bought as well. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, Boris, which is trained by Gordon Elliott. Yeah, and he is in he is in the Grand National, but he's not going to get in. Is it spelt like B O R I C E? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Boris, but he he won't get in the Grand National. But I just thought it quite interesting that they, they must have rate that form pretty highly to have bought the horses who finished in sixth and seventh mm. in that race. Uh, but rating for Valtor out of ten for you, Jimbo? It'd be a four. It's uh, quite low down on my. That, list. That'd be the exact same for me. A, a four. Look, I, I don't think he's a backable price at thirty threes either. Uh, yeah, and, and just to let you know, we haven't talked about what ratings we'd each give him we're not trying to match him on, on no. purpose but the first two we've magnificently decided to pick both of them yeah i wonder if we'll match on number three i mean the hype and the buzz around tiger roll is going to be something special at aintree going bidding to becoming to become the first horse since red rum to win back-to-back grand nationals won this won the national last year four-time cheltenham festival winner and strangely, for a Grand National winner, he seemed to have improved this season. You know, it used the old saying used to be horses can't win another race after they win a Grand National. Tiger Roll's not just won another race. He seems like he's improved. Won the Boyne Hurdle at Navan, then the Cross Country again at the Festival. I mean, he's the right favourite. I, I, I couldn't believe the form he showed when he won the Boyne Hurdle over 2 mile 5 early on in the season I thought geez, he should be running the champion hurdle of the Stayers hurdle and then he went he, he went to Cheltenham and thoroughly hosed up in the cross country and what I thought this year was quite an interesting renewal easiest winner of the week yeah there was Josie's orders he's always there or thereabouts uh, I liked Ultra Gold and Bally Casey and he absolutely slaughtered him and uh, Tiger Roll is thoroughly the right favourite, but seven to two is skinny. It's skinny. I, 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 do you know what? I could see him going off shorter than five to two. The sh- he'll go off the shortest price favourite in Grand National history, mm. I think, because it, it's exactly one hundred years since the shortest price favourite went off for the Grand National, which was Paul Flynn in nineteen nineteen, who won the race at eleven to four. So exactly a hundred years later. 
ironic, isn't a it? A ridiculously short price favourite. What a start that for is. For the race. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a coincidence. Uh, playing devil's advocate, can you throw stones at the cross-country form? Yes. Josie Zordas is ancient. Urgent de Grigan's ancient. Ballycase is ancient and doesn't stay. You know, what exactly has he beaten? Yeah, he's not exactly beat a lot. I, I, I'm more impressed with his form over in that hurdle. Yeah. I, I thought he beat a very, very nice field that day. I, he, he, had, he had no right at all to win that he race. He went off 25 to 1. It's mad. It's, it's a Grand National winner winning a Grade 2 hurdle over 2-4. It makes no sense whatsoever. He's such a, such a versatile horse. He's up £9 from last year. He's now carrying 11 stone, 5 in the race. He's only a little animal. He might struggle to put that welter burden around. That, that wouldn't be an issue for me. That wouldn't be... A, for, for me, I, I don't... I, I don't... I don't think him carrying 11 5 is true because he's well in. Because he's gone up again from from uh, the festival. You know mm. what I mean? So he's, he's actually carrying less than he would do in a normal handicap. So that that doesn't matter to me. Look, I, I know a lot of people have said that Tiger wouldn't be out of place in the Cheltenham Gold Cup nowadays. That That's the level of form he's shown this season. He's just hard to knock. I'm looking to oppose him. Look, I, you have to. You have to, because it's the Grand National. But if he it's, is in front, I will be cheering him yeah, home. Oh, of course you will. And it, it's it's the race. It's the one race of the year where luck plays the most, plays the biggest part than it does in any other race. So to back a horse that's shorter than 5-1 to one for the Grand National, I think, is... You know, slightly mental. What What do you think about the riding? Who who is it going to be, Davy Russell? Be Davey. Are you Are you sure? Do you want Do you want it to be Davy? It'll do be Davy. I'd quite like to give Keith Donahue a chance, though. Yeah, of course. But look, that's that that's almost the arrangement. You know, Keith Keith rolled him at Cheltenham, knowing that Davy will get back on him for the Grand National. You know, I I think it'd be very 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 harsh to kick Davy off when he won the race on him last year. Mm. You know, and and end of the, and at the end of the day as well, it's Davy Russell. He's one of the best around. Yeah, you know that's not knocking Keith Donahue, who's a very good jockey as well. But Davy Russell's one of the superstars. And also, what sort of tactics would you imply on Tiger Roll? Would you hold him up? Are you going to go forward with him? It just have to be same as last year, won't it? Creep behind the leaders. I mean, it it, it it's almost a traditional Grand National type ride. Is that you want to be prominent? But not, but, too, but, but not yeah. too prominent. Mm. You know, you you, you want to be first circuit somewhere in between 10th and 20th. Yeah. You know, front rank of midfield and then just creeping on the second circuit. How how many times have we seen Grand National winners use that tactic to good effect? You know, I, I think that'll be, that'll be what Tyrell does again this year. And he's the right favourite. He's, he's, not, he's not a backable price. But he's the likeliest winner. Yeah. Uh, and my star rating for Tiger Roll is nine. I'm the same. Nine out of ten for me as well, I think. And it'd be, look, if he was tens, it'd be ten out of ten. I, I just think it's, it's the Grand National. And if, if you're not wanting to look for other options than a seven to two favourite, a favourite who might go off shorter than, you know, Shorter than five to two, he might go off two to one. I could see that because the public will buy into him. The public already have bought into him. You know, he is an absolute superstar yeah, of like, course. Like we've said in other podcasts, our, our friends who don't even care about racing are talking about know him. about who ta- know about Tiger Roll. He's he's racing's biggest superstar at the minute. It even pains me to say as an LTR fan, <laughs> but look, he 
is ridiculously hard to find a flaw in. Uh, number four, another one of the Gordon Elliott horses is Outlander. Formerly pretty smart, three-time grade one winner at his peak. Never been the most straightforward of horses, Jimbo. What do you make of him? Well, he's been solid majority of this season, I think. Do you think? He's uh, he's running grade ones, grade twos. He's been up there and thereabouts. He ran in the Jane Wine earlier on in the season. Uh, I mean, he he doesn't shout out to me and say, I'm a Grand National pick. But I can understand the reasoning for going for this. He's 11 now. He's probably not going to run next year in this, is he? No. So if he's fit and well, run him. Why not? And his his fourth last time in the Bobby Joe, beating forty one lengths by Raffin. He was beating a long way, but you you might as well risk him at this marathon distance. Yeah, he he, he doesn't. I think he's an interesting contender, rather than rather than like having a sneaky feeling. I find it interesting that Outlander's going for this. Didn't you message me late on Saturday night and said that you quite fancied him? Well, as as as. I said, I, I thought stranger things have happened mm. than Outlander running well in the national. You know, but the, the more and more I look at it, his form this season hasn't been particularly good. He's down to a mark of one five, uh, one five eight here, which is the f- the lowest he's been in three years, basically since he was a novice. Uh, he won the JNY two years ago, didn't he? But the ground was soft. I do think the ground is very quite key to him. I think the ground needs to be soft. Yeah. Does, does it, do you not think it's as a fair bit as well that Jigginstown are, are selling him? Yeah. Uh, we're we're saving up, aren't we, to buy Don Portly? Yeah. We're, I'm going to ride him in hunter chases. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, we've Poor Don Portly. Don Portly is not going to win a race with 16-2 on his back. <laughs> You're being generous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I'm quite an Outlander fan. In general, he's a horse who who's been a standing dish in a lot of the top races over the past, you know, three or four years. He's probably a horse on the decline though nowadays. Mm, yeah, he's he's had his day, and he might struggle here. Yeah, rating Jim. I'd give him a four. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd probably say a four as well for Outlander. Do you think he'll stay? I think you I think you'll plug on and finish 10th or something. I think you'll finish but he won't be competitive. I think he's exactly one of the ones that will either pull up or finish somewhere like 5th. Mm. You know what I mean? He, if he takes to the course I, I could kind of see him sparking a little bit of life into him because he's say he's a bit of a quirky horse, isn't he? But they they can often Enjoy entry because it's a bit of a unique test. Look, pe- people last year said Tigro were a, a quirky horse who had a bad attitude, you know. But I can also see Outlander absolutely hating it mm-hmm. and being pulled up before the chair. Mm. Uh, number five is an absolute legend of the game, Don Poli, uh, another one of the Gordon Ellis. He he's been sold by Town as well in the days leading to the race. Three-time Grade One winner, third in the Cheltenham Gold Cup, two Cheltenham Festival wins. But he's slow. Yeah, I, I want. I I just want to question this. You know the selling of a Don Pauly before the national. So will he not not be running in Jigginstown's colours no. then? Outlander, Outlander, and Don Pauly. And will it be a different colours. different trainer's name? I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, the, just keep keeping with Elliot for the time being. I mean, 
considering they've been sold on Thursday, I'm not particularly sure what the, a new trainer will be able to do <laughs> in, a, in a day. Just have his name written, up, yeah. written next to it. Do you think he'll go for a lot of money? Uh, <sighs> Could you see him going for like 40 grand? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Maybe even slightly more. If Black Lion went for thirty, went for three hundred thousand, three hundred sixty, you could maybe even see Don Paul going for eighty grand. Yeah, he, he has. He's, he's had his issues on the over the years. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll just recap. Look, he was a he was a top top class horse. We, we, we can't deny that. Used to have more of a style that was a little bit more of a uh, plodding on from the rear rather than anything particularly flashy. He mm. was more. He, he he was a little bit more of a uh, in football in terms a benteke type <laughs> of horse rather than you know a, a little a bit more Sergio someone with a little bit more Aguero. finesse yeah uh, but he was top class at, at, at you know he's won three grade ones missed all of last year through injury and he's I mean three starts since then pulled up twice and then absolutely battered by jury duty last time out. He had a blowout, didn't he, over the national fence, fences in the beach. Uh, that that was. Uh, he showed some promise in that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. He pulled up. He pulled up, but he just blew out. Uh, he. Jumped, I thought he jumped really well. I wouldn't take that massive negative with him. Uh, and I do quite like the idea of coming over in this marathon trip we've, we've all been a big fan of him running over long long distances oh yeah but he'll stay forever you know if if, 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 if there was a 10 mile horse race Don Pauly would go really well in it <laughs> and I, I'm not sure I, I, I'd rule him out at your peril no I would rule him out oh there's, there's something inside me that makes me PP3. want to PP3 <laughs> there the, the, his last three runs since injury He's, ca- he's running this off a mark of 157. He has not shown anywhere near that form since he's come back from injury. His form since he's come back from injury is that of a horse in the 130s. Yeah. Look, and it's good old Don Paulet, and he's an absolute cult hero in racing. He has so many fans. And if, if he's up there coming to the last, you know, I tell you what, there'll be a lot of people cheering him on, even if they don't have the money on him. What? I, I just kind of think he's gone up the game. What's your opinion on Jiggins Town and Gordon Elliott having? Could it be? F- well, it'd be twelve Gordon Elliott runners. Twelve Gordon confirmed. Elliott confirmed. Twelve Gordon Elliott runners and all the Jiggins Town runners. What are your thoughts on that? I don't like it, but I don't think they should legislate against it. Uh, if if anyone, if there's some, if the people who are just listening to this podcast who aren't regular listeners who are just listening for it because it's a national special rather than because they're into racing. Uh, we'll explain a little bit here. Gordon Elliott is a uh, well, he's not the champion trainer in Ireland. No, he isn't. Second, but he he's basically one of the powerhouses. Yeah, an absolute powerhouse leading trainer in Ireland. He's trained several horses for Jiggins Talents House Stud, which is owned by uh, Michael, Michael O'Leary, the, uh, the Ryanair man. <laughs> uh, and basically, Gordon Elliott is going to break the record in this national for the most number of horses ever. He's going to have twelve runners, we think which a lot of people aren't too happy about because there's a few of them which, on the face of it, have, got have no chance. Have no chance. <laughs> uh, and because obviously only the top 40 get in in the ratings, it's meaning some horses who might actually have a shout, like Joe Farrell, who is the Scottish reigning Scottish Grand National winner, he still he needs two horses to come out between now and Saturday for him to get a run. So there's a lot of people who are ki- who kind of aren't happy at Gordon Elliott 
sticking everything he can get in into the race. At one stage, did he have like 28? Yeah, and leaving smaller yards who only have one horse wheel. He might only have one horse in 10 years with a shout of running in the Grand National and not not getting them a run, especially when they have won races like the Scottish Grand National. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's wound a few people up. Uh, it's wound me up, I'll tell you that. I, it quite infuriates me. I, I don't like it, but that's why the official rating system's there, is to ensure the best for you get in. Yeah, I can understand both sides of you, but for me, four minimum. Four. Four, that's it. Four maximum, sorry. But then, but you look at how how many times a trainer's gone in with multiple genuine chances. You could you could you could say with the Gordon Elliott's runners this year, Tiger Roll's got a Tiger Roll's a favourite. Dunicos won the Punchestown National trial last time out. Julie Duty won a good race at Down Royal last time out. Montbeg Notorious isn't a ridiculous shout. You know Slow by slow. Yeah. Well probably not. General Principles the Irish National winner. Bless the Wings was fourth last year. Folsom Blue was placed in the Irish National. So that's eight Gordon Elliott horses right there who you could make a genuine chance for. How could you only allow him four? Mm. You know, it's 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 it, it's the owners and trainers who pay the fees. You know, it's up to them who runs. And if if you want to have a, if you want to have your horse get in the Grand National, get the rating up. Yeah. You know, what I mean, the, 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 not not. I mean, Joe Fowler's not been seen out over fences until February. Might they end up regretting it because he's been running well. Mm. He's been running well. If 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 they had him out in November or December and he won a race, goes up five pounds, gets in. Mm. You know, it's encouraging people to race their horses as well. You know, by by having this system in place, I don't I, I don't I don't like what Elliot's doing, but I prefer it to an alternative of having to cap the amount of horses. Mm. Yeah, uh, I've been of the opinion I don't like it, but now you've put it that way. You've put it very eloquently, and I think I sort of agree with you now. Yeah, I mean, Don Pauly is known as Don Slowly as well to a lot of people, and that's probably the most likely outcome, plodding around the rear and then fin- you know, coming home in his own time. I don't see him threatening the front end. I'd give him a 3 out of 10 rating. I'm with you. 3 as well. Uh, number 6 is a horse who won a race last time out, Go Conquer. Used to be John Joe O'Neill, now for Nigel Twiston-Davis. Winner of the Skybet chase last time out. He's been running quite well this season, Jim. He's two good runs at Doncaster. Uh, he's second. He, he just got beat on the running by 007, which is Nicky Henderson's. And that was a neck-and-neck race. He led all the way. Front running's his main tactic. Uh, I, I really like Go Conquer. Uh, I'm not sure about the marathon distance, though. No, 100%. Uh, that, that has to be the worry. The, the furthest he's ever run is... Three mile, two mile, seven and a half, uh, which doesn't exactly shout out to me. Grand National, four miles. No. Four mile odd. So um, I like him, but I don't think he'll stay. He'll be up front. I'd be disappointed if they hold him up to, to try and come later on because he's a, he's a front going sort. He needs to lead and be up there. Uh, and 40 to 1 perfectly represents his price, even though last time out, he went an absolute cracker in the sky. But yeah, I mean, he's up to a career high mark of 157 as well now, which I think is slightly steep. You know, I, I don't think he's particularly well handicapped. And again, it's just the stamina doubts. He stays three miles well. But there are some horses at three miles you could see appreciating the step up in trip. I don't think Gold Conquer is one of them. 
and I think he's a suspect stayer. Yeah, and, and the form last time isn't that bad. He beat Calypto, I mean, Calypto's since come out since and won. Won a, won a listed race, yeah. And and also Dingo Dollar, we know the father of the Labrooks Trophy, so he's beat them a fair way. He'll need to step up again to win this, but I don't think he'll stay the distance. Yeah, again, it's look, th- th- there's no issue, I think, in terms of, I think, Golkan could jumps. I think he's in form. And I think he's good enough, but the one thing you have to do in the national is stay. Mm-hmm. And you can discount half the field who just aren't going to stay. Mm-hmm. And I think Go Conquer is one of them. Yeah. I'd give him a rating of 5 out of 10 because th- th- five? Th- 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 there are a few positives. You know, he, he, he jumps well and he's in form, but. I think he'll give his backers an alright run for the money. It'd be a four for me, just one down. Uh, I'd be stamina doubt, question mark behind that. But I think he could go well for a long way. Yeah, exactly. The sort of horse who who leads from you know maybe up until second beaches. He's another one who who I'd be interested in the top him. Yeah, Uh, it really wouldn't surprise me bringing him back to two five. Yeah, that 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 seems like the shot will be Sampis and Davis on board. At entry, uh, at they've confirmed that number seven. We're not quite sure whether Marler Beach is running. He's one of the Gordon Elliott uh, brigade. Gordon Elliott said it relies on the ground for Marler Beach. I mean, he was a pretty smart horse in his time, Jimbo. But he's he he missed a lot of last year off with injury, and it's kind of hard to know how to place him at the minute. Yeah, he he definitely wants softer, heavy ground, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, a lot of his form is on that. He's got a big rounded action. Uh, I, he's second behind Jury Duty. He, he was well and truly beat by him. Um, I think he'll stay. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's won a Troy Town. You know, there's, there's mm. some good Irish handicap form in there. Yeah, uh, and and there's form behind really good horses. There's presenting Percy, uh, as as I said, Jury Duty, and early on in his career, Boston Bob. So uh, he's a he's a really nice animal that's never really got appreciation that he deserves but I, I th- he's a bit high in the handicap here for me and he's 11 yeah, he's 11 now and he's not going to get any quicker and more ag- no, agile I, 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 I don't think there's too much room for improvement with Malabich which is a shame because three or four years ago when he were a novice chaser he, he properly looked like a Grand National type. He had great credentials to be on paper, didn't he? Yeah, and he's just kind of... Look, I think he's had a bit of... He's had his issues, hasn't he? He's, 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 he's had a couple of injuries here and there. We're not quite sure whether he'll run. If if he does run, I'd probably say about a 3 out of 10 at the minute. He's, he just, again, seems a bit too high in the weights. He'd even be lower on mine, he'd be a 2. Yeah, just just... Look, he'd, he'd be vulnerable to some of the improvers in this. Mm. Still looks fairly high in the weight. So, neither of us fancy Marla Beach. Number eight is... A podcast favourite. Yeah, a big <laughs> podcast favourite. A bit of a legend, in my opinion. Manella Rocco. A wi- winner of the uh, National Hunt Chase at the Cheltenham Festival back in 2016, where he beat Native River, who's since gone on to win a Cheltenham Gold Cup. He's also finished second in a Cheltenham Gold Cup. So, Jimbo, he's won over four miles. He's finished second in a Gold Cup. Why is he thirty-three to one? He's got really good credentials. As much as it pains me to say, and I, oh, Manila Rocco's just, just an infuriating animal. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you why he's thirty-three to one. <laughs> Pulled up last time out. 
Beaten over hurdles, uh, 13 lengths at Exeter before that. Beaten oh, 44 lengths by Frodon in the Cotswold chase. Faller in the Irish Gold Cup last season. He's ran well once in two years. But he's Manella Rocco, that's what he does. He could come back here and absolutely challenge the field, and I really won't be surprised. I, I the more and more, it, I, I've gone on so many episodes from the beginning that Manella Rocco is not actually that good, and I've looked at the field over and over again, and for some reason my eye is drawn to Manella Rocco. Do you Rocco. like him? I do. <laughs> I'm mental. He's in. He's in atrocious form. And look, I can understand. I'd love this just to have been JP McManus's handicap plot. All along. He's so... I mean, he'll, he's running off this of a mark of 155. He's so well handicapped if he's back to his best. But, Jesus Christ, he has... I mean, he's never... Even when he was in his prime, he was never the sort of horse you could count on. You know what I mean? He, he, he always had the tendency to throw in an odd stinker here and there. Do you think that Barry Geraghty will get the leg up on Manella? No, he'll ride Hannibal Fly. Do you think... So who do you think will get on board Manella? I've got no idea. John Jr. Maybe Junior. John Joe Jr., yeah. Oh, I'd love that. £5 claim? So you, you can't claim, can I? Oh, it's a grand national. Oh, yeah. Oh, devastating. Uh, but I, I just don't see it. He, he's ran well once in two years, and I'm a huge Manila Rocco fan. You know, he, he's done he's done the podcast. Well, he's done me some really good days in the past. I, I were on him at a big price when he finished second in the Gold Cup. I were on him at eights when he won at the Cheltenham Festival. But Jesus Christ, he just looks like a horse who does not enjoy the game anymore. I know you say that, but... He's a... never looked like a horse who's enjoyed no, the game. he always just looks like, why am I even here? And he could just throw throw a jockey off and think, nah, yeah. not having any of it. And it's a sort of thing where it's hard to discount because, I mean, he's still only nine. And at his best, he probably wouldn't be far off Hannibal Fly in terms of raw ability, the best horse in the race. Yeah, and for me, he gets a rating of an eight. Of an eight, He's I'm that going high. the opposite. I'm going three. Oh. Three out of ten. Complete contrasted Three out of ten, there. and I'm a big Manila Rocco fan, but he was rubbish last time at Cheltenham. <laughs> how? How? You, if 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 you like Manila Rocco, you like him off the basis of what he was doing two or three years ago. I, I'm willing to do rather that. than anything he's done since. Not for me. Uh, number nine, Lakeview Lad. Nick Alexander, one of the two. Well, possibly three. Captain Redbeard might get in three Scottish runners. This year's race, really impressive this season, the, uh, the Big Grey. Much improved as well. Won two nice Northern handicaps this season, the rehearsal chase at Newcastle and the Roland Merrick at Bay. I thought he was slightly high in the weights, 155, but he obviously told me I knew nothing because he ran an absolute screamer to finish third under top weight in the Ultima at Cheltenham. Well, when we were there on the Tuesday of the Ultima, he, Lewis turned to me and went, He's not that well on uh, badly handicapped, is he? And and we both were of the opinion that he was the worst handicapped horse in the country. I mean, the the northern form compared to the southern form just isn't very good. Mm. You know, the races he were winning up, winning up north, we didn't particularly rate, and he'd gone up sixteen pounds in the ratings from one hundred and thirty nine to one hundred and fifty five. You know, I I'd, I'd, I thought it was. M- a mid 140s horse, but look, he's proved us wrong. Ran really well at Cheltenham last time out, and he's a horse going the right way. And I, I remember him winning over three, uh, finishing second over three miles at Haydock in a week sort of novice chase. I think he might have even been graded and thinking, oh, well, I can strike a line through this form. And I really wouldn't have thought him, thought of him in this category. But after last time's performance behind Beware the Bear, which was very, very solid, I, I really think he's got a decent chance in this. 
Yeah, I mean he's he's untested over marathon trips, but you you take positives from what he what he's done over three miles. Almost opposite to go conquer where they've both been winning over three miles, but Lakeview lad shapes like he wants a lot further. Has this always been the plan? As as obviously Trevor Emmons has bought into him later on in his career, he must have thought all along he loves he, you know his his love for the national. Maybe he he could pick up another national with him. Yeah, I like him. I like him. I, I wouldn't be backing him, but he's a general 14 to 1. I, I think that represents his chances fa- fairly well. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, he'd have a 7. I think I might go 8. 8. I think I might go 8. I like Lakeview, lad, and I, f- I, I think he's a, he's a contender. Uh, number 10, Pleasant Company, last year's runner up for Willie Mullins. Will Ruby Walsh ride this year or will he go for Raf Vinden? I don't know. I, I think I, it was Paul. T- uh, yeah. Townsend rode him. Townend, sorry. No, David Ro- David Mullins rode him last year. Town, I think Townend will ride him this year. I think Ruby will go for Raf Vinden. As much as that might upset uh, Patrick, I think he, Ruby's got that class about him. He's, he's won the race three times, two times. Twice. Uh, and uh, I think that he'd make a massive difference. Yeah, I mean. The the Pleasant Company, he's ran in the Grand National twice before. He finished ninth in 2017, but he made an absolutely horrendous error at Valentine's, which basically took him out of the race. Probably did well to finish as as close as he did in ninth. Beaten ahead by Tiger all last year. I mean... He He was running on, wasn't he? Yeah, and... He's he's not been great this season. He's been a shadow of his former self, I thought. Look, you you, you can... You know that... All all year revolves around one day for him. Yeah, you know, and he he wasn't running particularly well last year either before he finished second in the national. So I'm not I'm not worried one bit about you know that his form this season hasn't been particularly good because it's the na- only the national that matters. Yeah, and if you look at he was really I remember watching it. There was a attempts qualifier around Christmas time that he finished well beaten in. And he opened up about twenty to one, and he was smashed into seven to one favour. I think he might have even gone four to one favour, and he was at the back and never even was in the race and ran an absolute stinker. And I think they were just trying to get a nice prep into him, but he, he never jumped. He, he looked ran awful. And then he's he's run since then at Goran, which was bearing in mind it was in the Thaistes, which is. Would you claim that's one of the major Irish races yeah, of the season? Yeah, but apart of, well, in terms of the main Irish handicaps, you'd probably say the Troy Town, the Paddy Power, the Fiestes, and the Irish National are the four that correspond well to the Grand National. He was beaten, he came on the 11th that day, beaten 44 lengths. But, as I said, I don't think any of that matters. It's, it's only about entry for him. Mm. I think he's an unlikely winner. I wouldn't be surprised if he hit the fame again. Do you think 20 to 1's a... a Short price or short enough, short enough. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't dissuade anyone from backing him each way. He won't be for me whatsoever. Could touch him with a barge pole. How can, oh, how can a man like Manella Rocco and not Pleasant Company? <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Uh, rating for Pleasant Company then out of ten, Jim. Two, two. She was second in it last year by a head. Doesn't what are you on about? It doesn't make a difference. He's it, he's jumped horrendously this year and. It, nah, I can't yeah, see him. He's already wound me up. I'd probably say a seven to Pleasant oh. Company. That makes no sense whatsoever. Second in it last year. 
only beaten ahead. Tiger Rolls a 9 out of 10, and the horse who was ahead behind him last season is a 2. Jimbo Watson proving once again why I'm the sensible one on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, number 11 is Bally Optic for Nigel Twiston Davis. Again, beaten ahead in the Scottish Grand National last season. He's a smart horse. He won a Grade 1 novice hurdle at this meeting many years ago. But he's I mean, he's been absolutely atrocious this season. Yeah, he, he is the most unreliable sort you could ever pick. He doesn't jump. He doesn't. He, he just. I, I don't. He's a bit like Manella Rocco. Yeah, he is. He is. He's like a younger man. Well, I mean, they're the same age. I'd have said Bally Optic were about three years younger. But but if you go back, he won the Grade Two Towton at Weatherby in his form. So he's got graded form. He he ran well in the Welsh National. I thought he made a handful of errors, and I mean he can't jump. He's the worst jumper in the race. Yeah, he is the worst jumper in the race. But if he only hits two or three. He, he might be in the first... I, I'm warming to the idea of Ballyoptic. I, I, I really like the chances of him. He had decent novice hurdle for Fell over these fences in the beach, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm willing to give him another chance. Look, the, the, the thing is, if as well... I, I can see where you're coming from. Because if Ballyoptic had been injured all of this year, he'd probably be around 10 or 12 to 1. Mm. He was fourth in a grade one uh, in the RSA at the Ch- at the Cheltenham Festival last season, which is the main race for staying novice chasers. He was then second by a nose in the Scottish Grand National, giving weight to Joe Farrell. Yeah. It's just that this season has been atrocious. He's been rubbish. There's been quite a few in this that have had an atrocious season. And... Uh, good forms, good, good horses always repro- uh, reproduce the form later on in their career. And... I think that Bally Optic has a decent chance in this if he decides to think today's the day I'm going to jump. Uh, I, look, I, 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 can und- I can understand it, but... There's worse for 40 to 1 shots. I, I think I'm looking at it as, at a price value. There's worse 40 to 1 shots you could back in this I race. I can't trust him. I, I can't trust him. I'd say 4 out of 10. Tentative 4 out He'd of 10. He'd even be... <laughs> he's going to sneak into the 6s. He's a 6 for me. Right, yeah, fair enough. Look, I I, I can see where you're coming from on that, but don't I I don't like backing horses for a race of this nature when they've just not looked themselves this year. Uh, Number twelve, a horse horse who has been winning this season, won last time out is Dunicos, which is another one of the Gordon Elliott and Jigginstown team. Uh, Won the Punchestown National trial last time out. Up nine pounds for that low Jimbo. What chance do you give him? It'll take some performance off the, off this higher mark. Uh, he, he he's not been running bad in the he, he ran in the Paddy Power, but when he was uh, and he was seventh, he, he's got bits and pieces of good Irish staying form, but I'm not sure he'll be up to this standard. No, I I I, I kind of I kind of think similar things to you really. He's been at Punchestown last time out was a career best. Mm. He won that off 147, up to 156. He's going to need to produce another career best by some margin to win the national office. Look, he's unexposed as a staying chaser, you know, and it's he's likely racing enough for there to be a bit more improvement in him, but I think he's kind of up against it at the weights. Yeah, also the record of eight and nine year olds, uh, eight year olds in this race isn't as strong as. Eh? Three of the last four winners. Oh, have been sorry, eight. I've got the wrong age. Uh, obviously, I just can't read stats properly. 
but I, I'm. Do you mean seven-year-olds? Yeah, seven-year-olds. I've got the wrong yeah. horse. I've gone grand national loopy over the last couple of days. Can't stop reading who's going to ride what, who's going to do where. I, I, I'm. He's a. He could still progress, but he's too high in the handicap for me. Yeah, he's look. He's not one I'd discount, but I think there are more likely winners. Mm, yeah. Uh, six, six out of ten for me. Five for me. Fair enough. Number thirteen is Raf Vinden for Willie Mullins. Looks like Ruby Walsh is going to ride him. This is a seriously, seriously smart horse. Back in 2014, five years ago, placed in a Group One novice hurdle at the Cheltenham Festival. I mean. He, he ended up having two and a half years off with injury, over a thousand days out injured. Come back since won the National Hunt Chase over four miles at the Cheltenham Festival, back end of last season. At his only run this year, he's won the Bobby Joe Chase. Jimbo, this is the winner of the Grand National. Yeah. This y- is the winner. Have you said it? Raf Vinden wins. I, I won't. I won't be disagreeing with you there. His form is very, very good. He's almost been unforgotten because he was off for such a long period of time, wasn't he? Yeah, he's always he's always been a fragile horse, hasn't he? Mm. he? You know, he's he's never really taken much racing. But then again, you you, you can see a positive in that because he's eleven. Mm. He's eleven, but he doesn't have too many he's only miles had 19, on the clock. Nineteen starts. Yeah, exactly. You know, a, a lot of the eleven-year-olds you're kind of thinking are coming towards the end of their careers. Raf Raf might still have a little bit of improvement in him, and he clearly stays. You know, won the national hunt chase last season, which is one of the key trials for the Grand National, really, and probably produced a career best last time out in the Bobby Joe. Stays well, is in form, and probably has a touch of class about him. Mm. I've, I'm on him at thirty threes, which helps. He's in ten to one second favourite now, but. I, I think he's the likeliest winner. Yeah. I do. You like him more than Tiger Roll. Ooh. Well, at, at, the, at the prices, you know, Raf Inden's a bet. That, one, that one's hit you out the park. You weren't expecting that no, one. No, do you know what, Jim? I think they're really hard to split. I prefer them two to want to do Hannibal Fly. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I think it's got a cracking chance. But... Raf Inden just doesn't have very many miles on the clock. I'm, I'm in agreement. I'm agreeing with you there. I think he is almost a standard setter for this race. I, him and Tiger Roll are the are the first are the two that stand out for me yeah. in this race. But I, I mean, I was listening to a racing postcast over a couple of days ago, and Tom Seagal said in any other year, Raf Inden would be a ridiculously short price favourite for this. Mm, yeah. You know, like he said, Raf Inden might be fives or sixes mm. in another year. It's just because Tiger Roll's here that he's 10 to 1. You know, Tiger Roll's making the market. I, I can't knock him. I just can't knock him. The, the only thing you, you might say is a slight negative is, look, he's a fragile horse. You know, he's, he's not the sort of horse... He's a horse who might not quite enjoy the hurly-burly of the Grand National, mm. but I'd counteract that by saying, well, he won the National Hunt Chase, which is a pretty similar sort of race. I can't find a negative. Yeah. 10 out of 10 for me. He's a full 10. He's a, he's a 9 for me. He's, a grand, he's, he's my idea of the Grand National winner. He's fully up there with the best in this race. Another previous winner of the Grand National is number 14, one for half. I won this two years ago, rounding off an absolutely top season. He won the Classic Chase. I lumped on at 25s, ended up winning the race at 14 to 1. 
missed all of last season with injury and was unseated on both stats since Jimbo. So things are kind of up in the air. How good do you think one for Arthur is nowadays? Do you not remember halfway? And after his second start, I think I said I called to retire him. Yeah, which was absolutely strange. Um, and I think he'll struggle again. Here. He's only ten. I know, but he's shown he has been a shadow of his former self this season. Well, has he? He, he jumped three fights. He's jumped awful. He jumped right. No, he, he got to the third on his season or appearance. So you can't say he ran badly. I mean, you can't say he ran badly there because we didn't get to see him run. And at Haydock, look, he was he was behind when he came down. He was well beaten. But but that was over three miles. All of his best form. Like when he won the when he was fifth in the beacher, he was staying on. He showed his best form to win the classic over three five. He won the Grand National over four two. One one for half and he's three and a half miles minimum to show his best form. And we've and we've not seen him do that Although since the Grand National. The, to be fair, I've seen on Twitter there's uh Lucinda Russell put him schooling and he jumped really well. You're confident. Uh they really think he'll run a big race and it's perfect. I, I can make a case, I can understand why. And he is a fairly big price at 33-1. to 1. Yeah, look, I, I think you kind of have to treat him with a bit of caution. But I wouldn't put anyone off backing him. Mm. I wouldn't put anyone off backing him. I, I, I think that it'll be a very good effort to be up there. And I do, I, I'm do. i agreeing with you that I do think he needs a further trip. Uh, a longer trip, 3 mile 5 plus, And maybe the return, return to Aintree might just perk someone up in him and think, yeah, this is my day. I mean... If you watch when he won the the Grand National in 2017, he absolutely bottled up. He was as close to the easiest winner we've seen this century. You know, so I, I wouldn't discount him. I, I'd say 7 out of 10 for me. I think he'd be a 6 for me. Still still more. Still still above, above half though, Jim. So we're, we're both pretty, you've, you've, pretty similar. I've, made me, I've changed my opinion over after looking at this race over the last couple of weeks because I did call for him to be retired. Uh, yeah. early on in the season and, and now I've obviously seen sense and think he, he could run into place money Number 15 is Rock the Casbah uh, runner up in the Bet365 Gold Cup at Sandown the back end of last season that's over 3 miles 5 and then won a decent well a grade 3 at Cheltenham over 3.5 miles in November champion jockey Richard Johnson still looking for his first Grand National winner is he going to get it here? No well, <laughs> sorry to be so brunt and brutal about it, but I, I don't see him. I don't think he'll be anywhere near in this. I think he's handicapped. He's twenty to one. He's handicapped up to his eyeballs. Yeah, he's. I'll tell you what, Jim, you've taken you've taken the words out of my mouth there because a lot of a lot of people like Rock the Casbah. He's rated one hundred and fifty-three. That's mad. I think that's steep. It's. It, he needs to be at least one four five, one four six, in my opinion. It, he's. His sixth last time pretty much showed that when he was he got spanked by Cogri and that that basically put into perspective that he is too highly handicapped. Yeah. And you might as well run him in the race. He's it, it, is, it is in the weights. You might as well go for him. He's a nine-year-old. You might have two chances at this. Might as well run him. Yeah. I, I, you know what, mate? You've, you've basically just summed my thoughts up as well. If if he was in the low 140s, I could see why people might give him a squeak. But I, I don't think he shapes like he'll particularly love the marathon trip, mm. especially with this weight on his back. 
and I think he's the worst handicap horse in the race. And I think twenty, I think he's the worst price at twenty to one. Yeah. I'd, I'd have him forties. Yeah, I, I'd I'd probably be the same. I'd I'd probably give him a four out of ten. I'd I'd I'm same. I'd give him a four out of ten. Well, neither of us are keen on Rock the Casbah. What about Warrior's Tail, who's won, who's won over these fences, won the Grand Sefton Chase, I entry in December, pulled up in the race last year, though, Jim. He just doesn't stay. He doesn't, but the confirmation that he's going to the race, just as we recorded this yeah. on the Monday, Paul Nichols. I mean, he could have, I mean, he'd probably have gone a favourite for the Topham, which is a race the day before the Grand National, over about two miles shorter, over the, over the big fences. I mean, he'd have gone very close in that. And he ran well in the National last season, about as well as you can do. With good ground. Whilst being pulled up. And this year with good ground, could you see him being slightly closer? No. All, all his form's over two and a half miles. He doesn't stay. Mm. He just doesn't stay. It's just Trevor Emmins trying to have another runner in the National. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, as a horse, there's nothing wrong with Warriors' tail. And he jumps round Daintree really well. And like I said, he ran about as well as you can do. And still pull up in the race that season. He's, he just doesn't have the stamina for it. Mm. I'd, I'd give him a 3 out of 10. Same. 3 out of 10, 66 to 1. Quite l- literally sums him up. Should have ran him. He should be running in the top of him. He should be running in the top of him. Uh, number 17 is Regal Encore, a horse who's ran in the Grand National before as well. Finished 8th in the race in 2017. Stayed on as well that day. Missed the race last year with an injury on the morning of the race. I mean, he's a pretty hard horse to get a grasp of. You can back him at about 50 to 1 generally. What do you make of his chances, Jim? I think the ground is a big key for him. I think he he, he runs better on softer heavy. Uh, I, I think he'll stay. He'll definitely stay. He always runs on in his races. He's been a sort of unreliable sort yeah. in recent years. He's, he's been, he's oh, Regal Encore might turn up today yeah. or something all, like that. Yeah, you're spot on there. He's never been consistent. Uh, and Anthony Honeyball will have to do a serious job with him to get his mind in the game for this. And I, I wouldn't rule him out, but he'd be at the bottom of my shortlist. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the same. I think 50 to 1 is a fair enough each way price. And if you wanted to have a couple of quid on him in the hope that it might be one of his going days. Yeah. It'd be worth having a couple of quid each way on him because he will stay. He he showed a, a glimpse last time out of there's still yeah. something and under he there. Did, he did enjoy entry, which he, he you know, for for a horse who is pretty hard to catch right, he, he, one of his better performances was the last time he ran in the Grand National. Mm. I, I think he's a very, very unlikely winner though. Yeah, it is very unlikely, but there's worth 66 to 1 shots. I'd give him a 4 out of 10. Um, same, I'd give him a 4. That's that's our assessment of Regal Encore. Number 18, Magic of Light, one of, well, the only mare in the race now that Miss Parfois is out injured. Uh, for Jessie Harrington, it's mad that she's never had a runner in the race before. Is she's, it? Yeah, her first Grand National runners up Jeez. in this season. She's got Sandy Mount Duke in as well, who we'll deal with later. Uh, she's had a good year in mare's races. Magic of Light won a listed as re- well. She's won twice at listed level. Won a Grade Two over hurdles at Ascot. Was she slightly found out though last time back against the boys at the Cheltenham Festival? You you could say that, and and in her races during the season, I've been I've been following Magic of Light so much because I quite I had a nice profile for this race. I think uh, she's sixty six to one. Th- I think that is massively 
wrong 66 to 1. I think I'd have at least have a 33s. Uh, I'd have a half that price. She's run well all season. The good ground will suit. I, I don't think that soft ground is necessarily key. Good to soft, that's fine. Uh, you don't really rate them mares listed mares races that no, much. No, they mean nothing. Uh, they mean nothing regarding to this. But she's she's shaping in her races as if she wants further, I think. She looks slow when she got beat by Happy Diva at Huntingdon that day. And that day it sort of triggered in my mind. I think she should go for that further distance. Uh, and last time may have found her wanting and she is quite highly handicapped. Yeah, this time last year she was rated 128. Now she's running off 151. She is highly handicapped, which might see her in a, in a worse light, but... I it, I quite like the idea of her running over this distance. I don't think she'll be re- remotely involved. No? No. Two out of ten for me. Oof, that's really low. Four, four out of ten for me. She's a bit higher up. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing her running the race because she's been a good mare all season. She deserves a place in here. And that uh, them listed mares races, you shouldn't really underestimate them. I think there's, there's bits and pieces of form in there and she could... She, I, I wouldn't say she'd be competitive, but she'll be there or thereabouts. And if she doesn't stay, she doesn't stay. Mm, I completely disagree with you. I, 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 I don't think the form in the mares races is worth anything. She, 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 she was a no-show back against the boys at Cheltenham last time out. Another horse who went at Cheltenham last time out ran quite well. He's another one of the Gordon Elliott lot. Artois Phil. I mean, he's as big as a hundred to one in places, Jim. Could you give him a Could you give him a chance though? Well, his form last time was. It was it was over hurdles. It ran well in the potential. He ran fifth. he ran strongly. He ran th- really strong to the line as well. I thought he he was plodding on past beaten horses. Uh, I'm I'm not sure I could go really near him. To be fair, uh, he's he's dropping in in marks. Interesting. He's he's what down to one five one, uh, but I'm not sure that he's got a chance in this. Look, he, he he's a smart horse. He's been placed in Grade Ones over over two miles and that's the crux of it mm, all miles. of his forms over two miles or mm. two and a half even though I don't think he ran badly stepped up to three miles last time out uh, I think he's an unlikely winner yeah he, he is and he, he wins over two mile four on heavy ground he, you've got pieces of that in his form but over four miles he's, he, he might struggle what, what, what I would say though is he's a suspect stayer but again if you wanted to have a few quid on him at hundred to one, I wouldn't put you off mm. because if he does get the trip, I've I think he's overpriced. Yeah, I I think what he's been doing this season hasn't been bad, and he's priced at hundred to one because the bookies think he's a non-stale. Yeah, and there are some there are some horses who are half that price who are definite non-stayers. Go conquer Warriors Tail. Uh, I'd give Atwa to fill a three out of ten. Yeah, I, I'd give him lower two. Two. Oh, we're not. We're being quite mean at the minute, Jim. Ball. There's, there's been, there hasn't been anything we've liked for a while. What about Jury Duty? Won his last time. Won the American Grand National, which is over hurdles and means absolutely nothing compared to this. It's Unless a, Bedrock's running. Yeah, it's it's a rubbish race. So Bedrock boys forever. Yeah. That that's that's our podcast hashtag bedrock boys. Uh, if if we just assess his form in Britain and Ireland, 
won that down row last time out, beat Marla Beach by six and a half lengths. But do you think he'll stay? Went off favourite for the National Lunch Chase last year and was pulled up. Well, last year when he ran in the Punchestown Novice Chase, when Albion Foto decided to think, no, I'm not having, not having any of that, he sort of plodded on as if he wanted a longer distance. And then the more he, he's, he's run this season, uh, and then, to, sorry, towards the, the end of after that run, he sort of was a suspect stayer, I thought. And I'm not sure he'll stay this distance, even though he did win over three mile two last time out. That's, yeah, that, that's my thinking. I think he's very fairly weighted. Mm. I f- look, I think Jury is a better horse than a 151 horse. You know, if 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 Magic of Light and Jury Duty ran together off level weights, I'd back Jury Duty every single time. Yeah. You know, over three miles. But they won't because one's a mare. Yeah, I know. But, you know, to, to say they have the same rating, I just think Jury Duty is a better horse. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if his ceiling was towards the higher 150s. Yeah. But, suspect stale. Yeah. Suspect stale. Sorry, he, he unseated in the National Lunch Chase last year. He didn't pull up, but he was well beaten at the time. Yeah. Doesn't shape to me like he wants a marathon trip. He's 25 to 1. He's, he's it's been a lot, short. There's been a lot of support for him recently. I know. He, he was know. as big as 33s the other day when I last looked. Yeah, th- 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 there's been a lot of support, and I can see him going off 20s or 16s, but don't think he'll stay. No, um, for me, he is a 3 out of 10. Well, that's, that's a bit harsh, because I think he's well handicapped, and I think he's in form. But I'd give him a five. A five. Similar to Go Conquering that. That, that there are positives, but the the one thing you have to do in a national is stay, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest doubt. Would you have gone for the top and with him? No, no. Look, he's, he's a, he, look. Winning over three two last time out almost means you're entitled to have a crack at it. Yeah. Just doesn't shape to me like he wants four miles. Uh, number 21, another Gordon Elliott horse is Noble Endeavour. He was pretty smart in his time. He, he's finished third in, a, uh, sorry, sixth in an Irish National, third at a Cheltenham Festival. He's won a Paddy Power Chase, but again, long time off with injury. Not quite looked the same horse since. No, he, he uh, ran in the Beecher, didn't he, early on in the season? Yeah, finished ninth. Uh, he ran an all right sort of race. Uh, I, I do think that this marathon distance will suit him a bit more. I think the quicker the go and the easier he settles, the better he, the better he'll go. Um, he's running back-to-back ultimates now, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, so he's he, he was midfield at Cheltenham. He ran a ran a flat race, I thought last time. I was expecting a little bit more to appear from him. He finished tenth, but he's. He's too short for me in the market. I agree completely. 30, 33 to 1's a ridiculous price. I'd have at least 50s, 66. I, c- I could see why a couple of shrewdies might like him if he were 50s, you know, on his on his form from before his injury. Mm. You f- you're thinking if he can get back to that, you know, he, he might be an all right price if he were 50s. Yeah. Cause it, but it, I, I don't think he's shown particularly much this season. Because he was second in the Martin Pipe early on in his, early on in his career behind Kalulta Vic. So, the, he has had. Look, a, he's, he, he has been a good horse. It's just whether he still is. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think he is. I think he's gone at the game. Yeah, I, I'd kind of be thinking that. The, the, I I don't think he's shown as much promise as you, you'd have liked on his return from injury. Uh, 
n- not for me. I'd say three out of ten, and I think he's a shocking price. It, you can he's as short as twenty five, and I think that's an atrocious price. It's interesting to see he's been scratched from the bet in there. No, he's well, he's, he's on odds check. Is he? Oh, yeah. so so and he'd be a two for me, two out of ten. Wow, Jimbo going in hard on some of the fancied runners here. Gordon Elliott, Noble Endeavour, and Jury Duty. Twenty-five to one shots, two out of ten and three out of ten for Big Jim Booto. Jim, Big Jimbo. 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 Got a new Jimbo. name. Uh, Sandy Mount Duke. The next one down, number twenty-two, owned and bred by Ronnie Wood. Uh, I only found that out this season. I, I'm bemused by that. Yeah. But why is that never? My ever never known about. That? Yeah. Will he get the satisfaction of having a Grand National winner? Get in there. Oh, get in no. there. Oh, I knew Jim would hate that. How long have you been waiting to say that? Literally only just came up with it. <laughs> what a load of rubbish. You see, it's, it's that, that quick wit is why people listen to Turf Talk, Jimbo. <laughs> For the puns. Uh, smart horse in Ireland. But again, suspect stale. Yeah, it's been a bit dodgy recently. Do you think... Uh, is sure. he a bit tripless? They've he tried running him everywhere between two miles and three miles. And and they've still not found the key. No. And I, I really don't think that the key is the Grand National. I don't, no, think, I don't think he wants this far at all. Uh, he ran a, a decent sort of race behind Scarpetta over, hurdle. over hurdles. And that was that was a good enough run, but he's not good enough to win this race. I'm being, I've sounded like a right miserable fella. I've had the last four horses I've just slagged off, but... I don't think he's got a chance. No, I'm the exact same, mate. I think he's a suspect stale. And he thoroughly deserves to be 100 to 1. I'm not particularly sure as well whether 151 is a good mark for him. Look, you're going back July July, uh, 2017 was the last time he won a race. That was a flat race. (laughs) You know, I think he's a bit hard to place. Is he just running in the race because he's Ronnie Woods? Uh, Possibly. Possibly, it's also. I, I just kind of think. I, I don't think connections particularly know what Sandy Mount Duke is best at. Why not try him at the Grand National? Why not? Because he won't stay. One out of ten. I'm with you. One out of ten. We've, geez, I've had a three, a two, and now a one. That's our first one of the podcast. Are we going to get it back on track? Another one of the Gordon Elliott Brigade is Mombeg Notorious. Smart Novice last season uh, won the Fiestes, which is one of Ireland's most important staying handicaps, as well as a Grade 2 Novice chase at Navan, then finished 8th in the Irish National. This season, though, Jimmy's head's not been in it. He's got a time form squiggle now as well. Has he got a squiggle? Yeah, uh, oh. just to, ex- to explain to, again, people who aren't too much into racing, the, the racing form organisation, time form, they, have, they give every horse a rating. If a horse has a squiggle next to its rating, it basically means don't trust him. <laughs> He's a, a, little, bit a little, yeah, some a little bit wrong in Ed. And as to your racing fans, a bit of a mad moose. Yeah, yeah, a, a little bit of a horse who you can't rely on. Beaten 17 lengths by a pair of brown eyes in the Leinster National last time out, Jim. That was his best run this season, and it still wasn't great. I, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I, I don't, I don't mean to be like just trying to oppose you but I don't think he ran that bad no do you know what I, f- I think he'll stay I think he'll stay and I, I, f- I feel like I'm just fancying loads of big price runners but there's worst 80 to 1 shots I've said it over and over again you can get as big as 80s on him if, if you look if you look at his bits and pieces of last year's novice chasing form it's really strong like the will, will the ground be too quick for him I, I do think he needs all, all, almost all of his 
All heavy ground. Best ones have called heavy ground, yeah. not even soft. Heavy. Uh, uh, which could help us a bit later on when we talk about another horse who we need a couple to come out. But I, I, I think that he does need heavy ground. But there's worse horses in this race that you could back. Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of be of a similar, a similar vein to you. You have to treat him with caution, but he's priced. He he's priced like one who's an unlikely winner. I think there are worse fifty to one shots. Yeah, it's probably a four out of ten for me, Monbeg Notorious. And four, four, same here. Number twenty-four, Ramsey's the Tay, uh, seven-year-old youngest horse in the race. The last seven-year-old to win this was Bog Scar in nineteen forty. Good fact. <laughs> uh, but he's been doing well this season, though. Ramsey's the Tay won at Chepstow, then finished second in the Welsh Grand National. And then second in the Grand National Trial, I really like him. I think he's the most overpriced horse in the race. I really, race. really, really like him. Uh, his win at Chepstow was really good, and it was quite clearly a perfect pipe opener for the Welsh National, where he obviously bumped into one that was well handicapped, as we've seen. Yeah, elegant escape. Elegant escape. He's been solid this season. And then again, I think he bumped into one in a National Trial at Haydock. Yeah, Robin, at Robinsfirth, who I'm a massive fan of. And Look, yeah, it's what what I'm thinking is if if he if he's won though if he won the Welsh National, and if he won the Grand National Trial, he's finished second in them both. If he won them, he'd be tens. He's not been beaten that far. No, my only my only thing is I said it earlier and got mixed up. But seven year olds record in this race isn't as strong as it I thought it should be. But I also think if you look at the trends, it's changing now. Into it used to be old, you know. Even ten years ago, you were you were looking at the older, probably more exposed, staying handicaps. Aurora's encore, mm-hmm. Penal de Ray, mm-hmm. you know, they were both eleven. Over the last couple of years, the trends have been going eight-year-olds, younger horses, probably still have a little bit of juice in the mark. I think Ramsey's the Tay fits into that category. I think we'll see a seven-year-old winner in the next ten years. Yeah, yeah. I, I it doesn't worry me because I think it's a different type of race now. The Grand National. I I I never realised you were that strong on him, but I, I really like him in this. Yeah, so he, do he's I. a cracking bet at 33s. I think he'll jump, he'll stay, and David Patch by my army will be cheering him along, won't he? Yeah, well, that's that's thing because you you think about the two horses who have beaten him this season as well. Elegant Escape would be tens. Robinsworth would be tens. I really I'm devastated that Robinsworth's not running in this. Yeah. So am I. He's a so fragile sort of horse, but if he was to turn up in this, I think he'd be going very close. Oh, yeah, completely. But he's not been beaten far by two horses who would be amongst the favourites. I, I, I don't see why he's 33 to 1. His form's quite. I, I like Chepstow as a, a building block towards Aintree. I think the form, if you have good form at Chepstow, it always. For some reason, it well, always because it takes staying, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it it takes getting, and I do think that it's 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 free, a three and a half at Chepstow is four miles elsewhere. Yeah, you know it's it's a it's an it's a stamina sapping course, undulating, pretty tight, big fences. I think the only negative for Ramsey today is his age, but I'm not a stats man. I don't care. If I'm perfectly Stats honest. Stats are there to be smashed out of yeah, the water, are. aren't they? They are, mate. Well, everyone would have told you five-year-olds can't win the champion hurdle. A five-year-old went and won the champion hurdle this season. No horse will win the Art de Triomphe and then go on to win at the Breeders' Cup. Enables smash that out of exactly. the window. So, Stats can prove anything. 
I think Ramsey Zatea's got a lovely profile. I'd probably give him a 9 out of 10. Oh, I'm saying. I'm getting excited about him now. And I wasn't even that strong on him a couple of days ago. But now we've talked about him and I've come to the realisation he's got a very, very good chance. And he's a grey. So my grandma will back him. So and, 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 and he's got a French name, yeah. so he'll be 40 to 1 on the day, because the public don't back French horses. <laughs> that is actually a truth. It is. Uh, they always French just, horses always drift. Apart from last year's Bay de Zille. Oh, that's because it had Katie Walsh on board. Yeah, and it was wearing pink colours and it was a grey. Yeah, but you, you, you can basically predict the market for the Grand National. I mean, it still winds me up that cocktails at Dolman of 33 <laughs> to 1. Cocktails at Dawn was the worst runner in the Grand National this century. Oh. It was it was 150 to 1 in the morning, and then all the Karens and Traces thought, Cocktails at Dawn, that horse is about me. Backed him into 33s and he fell out the first. <laughs> Atrocious. Still winds me up. He had no chance. Number 25, uh, T for 2, Lizzie Kelly bidding to become the first woman to ride the winner of the Grand National. Her mum, Jane Williams, is the trainer. Smart horse in his day, you know, he's won twice at grade one level, T for two, including at uh, the Betfred Bowl at this meeting a couple of years ago. Bet, was it Was it the Betfred? It might be Betway then. Betway. It was the Betfred Bowl for a while. Yeah. Betway Bowl. What, what, what are your opinions on Nick Williams and Jane Williams? Is it still just the same stable in just a different name? I've got no idea, mate. Because neither have I. Because one week I see Nick Williams and the next I see Jane Williams. I'm confused like hell. Yeah, well... Jane trains T for two. I mean, I, I'm sure Nick is kind of there as well. <laughs> but, uh, pr- again, probably looks a horse on the decline, mate. Not shown very much this season. No, and, and running in cross-country races. Didn't get very far. Didn't get very far at all. And then ran at Taunton. We, we, I think we were at Haydock when, he, uh, when T yeah, for two. Yeah, vacation one. In what was quite a nice race, we thought. Yeah, and, pulled up. And he was never really travelling. And has been... Not impressive at all this season. Probably the sixth in the King George was the best run. Uh, And if you go back, there's bits and pieces of his form where you could think, yeah, I'd give him a chance. But watching him jump over the cross-country fences made me think, no, he's got no chance in the National. No, I'm the same. He's a grade one winner, but I I think he was always kind of found wanting at the very, very top level. He was never quite championship class. I, I, he's just not shown enough, shown me enough at all this year to to think he's gonna go well in this. Yeah, and I I don't think personally he's got a chance. No, two two, two out of ten for me. Same two. Uh, what about Maldini then, who is zero from fourteen over fences? He's into his third year as a novice, winner at the Cheltenham Festival over hurdles. He's also finished second in the Kim Muir at the festival last year. Jimbo, you think a maiden's gonna win the Grand National? I do. Explain why. Handicap plot job by oh. Pat Kelly's Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, well, we've we've got to kind of explain as well to people that Pat Kelly is the man who trains Maldini. <laughs> uh, he refuses to speak to the media, and no one knows where he trains. Not even his jockeys <laughs> have ever been to his stable. He trains somewhere in County Galway, we think, but no one actually knows where. He's the most mysterious man in racing. Maldini's also Maldini's a pretty mysterious horse as well because he's clearly very good. So why does he never win? His head isn't there. I know, but did you see him run over two mile one over hurdles last time? Why was he running over that distance? And it was quite obvious he didn't enjoy a single bit of it. But I just think this could have been the plan all along. 
I think they sneak him a bit of a rule the world almost. He was a no- he was a novice, wasn't he? Yeah, but rule the world had you know finished placed in Irish nationals. Moldy, what? When oh, I can't see it. Go, going back to the Thaisties, he had a trouble passage. He was given a unlucky ride. I thought he, he was held up. He, he met trouble. He hit a few, and I, I really, th- I think that sixth. He did well to finish six. I think he would have finished a lot closer. He would have been at least in the first three, I think. And he, he's second in the Kim Muir. If, if, if you look at it, and the form's not exactly come out and shouting at you, but he he stays well on soft ground. And I do think that good ground won't really bother him that much. Uh, I I I like I like I really like the chances of Maldini. And twenty to one, the price has sort of gone almost. The bookies are scared of Pat Kelly. That's but what it is. The bookies are always scared of Pat Kelly because because he's so shady. <laughs> they always think Pat Kelly's got a plot. They always think Pat Kelly's one step ahead of them. And, and we had this discussion before podcast about does Pat Kelly have any other horses? And we found out that other than Philip Reynolds. Yeah. And it turns out he just basically turns for his dad, doesn't he? Yeah, and Philip Reynolds, yeah. O- obviously, he's got presenting Percy, who went off favourite for the Gold Cup this year. Uh, just the overall profile of Maldini is so frustrating. And I would be amazed if he broke his national... I don't like him at all, mate. <laughs> don't like him. Eight out of ten. He's up there in there. He's with the Manila Rockles, the Rath Vindens, and the Ramses de Tide. Give him a five. I'd give him a five. Yeah, generous... I, I, I'd give him a five. I, I don't think he's a ridiculous. I think one four eight's a workable mark, and I know yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I understand where you're coming from because he's clearly got so much ability. Mm-hmm. There's always been someone holding Maldini back, though. He doesn't. He Sean Flanagan's booked. Do, yeah, doesn't. Which, he just doesn't seem to have a, a good attitude. Which interests me. I, I think Sean Flanagan's a top rider, and I think I think Maldini will be there or thereabouts. I think he'll be in the first five. Fair enough. Fair Bold enough. statement. A, a horse who I do like is step back. The most number twenty nine, sorry, number twenty seven. The most inexperienced horse in the race. He's nine years of age. He's only ever had eight runs. But I think there's so much room for improvement with this lad. Absolutely battered rock the Casbah at Sandown. Bet three six five Gold Cup. Three miles five. Hosed up by thirteen lengths. That was a good race. He's two runs this season. Have been all right without being spectacular. I thought it, they went off a suicidal gallop at Warwick in the classic chase. Yeah. I thought they went off too fast. No, nothing against David Bass. They jockeying for the lead, and he he finally got the lead, but then had no chance to stay in the three bar five. I think given a nicer ride here, he's a lot more interesting. And I I of the opinion that he needed the run first time out at Chepstow. Yeah. Uh, he he looked fresh. And it'd be interesting to see Nico de Bonneville gets on board because David Bass won him last time. De Bonneville's riding. Is he officially riding? Yeah. So I, I quite like the the idea of step back. Uh, off a rate of 147s, I think it's a perfectly adequate mark. I can see him even probably going into the mid-150s. Yeah, I, I, I like him. I, he ran with a lot more promise. Look, he probably paid the price for going off too quickly at Warwick last time out, but I think that'll have teed him up spot on for this. He's evidently been a pretty fragile horse. That's why he's only ever had eight runs in his entire life. But Does that worry you that he's slightly fragile? Uh, I don't know. I know the Bradstocks are saying he's got 
horrible feet Ooh. and that uh, he pulls a shoe off really easily which is what he did at Warwick last time as well yeah which has kept which has given him a lot of uh, problems in the past the, the Brad Stocks are a good trainer as well they don't have very many but Corny Gray. Yeah, they've won a Gold Cup, they've won a Hennessy with Carruthers. Carruthers. They know exactly what they're doing when they get a good one. You know, this will be Mark Bradstock's first runner in the Grand National for 32 years. You know, it's because he thinks step back's got a chance. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not, they're not the sort of people, you know, like Gordon Elliott, to tilt out windmills. You know, run anything they can. Step backs going in here because the Bradstocks are confident, and so am I. I'd give him an 8 out of 10. 8? I really like I'd him. give him a 6. I really like him. I think he's got a good chance, but he's just... I think he'll just like that little bit of class. Right, fair enough. Number 28 is Ultra Gold. Loves it round in three. Twice the winner of the Topham Chase, but again, will he stay? Mm, I'm I'm really not that sure. I, I was hot on him last time out in the cross-country. I thought he had a serious chance. He jumped well throughout, yeah. I thought. He was just off the bridle a long way out, and then uh, quite evidently didn't stay. He obviously loves his course. I think he should go for the three, do you? Yeah, I think he's going to crack at the National. Winning two toppers, I think, entitles you to line up in the big one. And he probably, look, he ran in the classic chase as well, which is um, the race step back, ran quite well in. Finished fifth that day, and he stayed better than we thought. Bearing in mind, prior to this season, basically all of Ultra Gold's form was at two and a half miles. Mm. Probably showed he does stay free. But he was pulled up at the Cheltenham Festival last time out in the cross country. I think he's a suspect stayer at four, at, you know, at four miles too. So do I. But he, he thoroughly deserves his chance in this because he has run magnificently in them two wins so far, and he he does deserve his place in this field. Yeah, he d he does, but he's not going to be. But he's not going to win. No, I'd give him a three out of ten. I'd give him a uh, yeah, I'd give him a three as well. I was going to give him a two because he let me down last time, but. I, I think you never know. Stranger he's crack, things. He's, he's a cracking horse. Mm, if you'd have known him, he's owned by Brockade Racing, J.P. Romans and Terry Warner. They've they've had some fun with him, haven't they? Oh yeah, big he's time. taken them to the big days, and he he he's earned his shot here. Oh, big time! Number twenty nine, officially the best handicapped horse in the race is Pair of Brown Eyes uh, for Willie Mullins. Now that's that's because the the, rate, the, the weights of the Grand National are framed in February. So anything that happens from February to now doesn't actually affect a horse's rating regarding the national. So Pair of Brown Eyes went and won his second Leinster National last time out and got put up £12. He's still running off a £12 lower weight now than he would before it, but I don't like him. No. He's 20 to 1, and a lot, you know, there's been big support for him this week. Not what? a fan. Overall record, I think he's patchy. What puts you off? Just his record? Uh, I, I, I think the fact that it's a Willie Mullins horse is short on the price. Yeah. Do you think good ground is, uh, soft ground's key to, key to him? Because he, I think it'd help him. He's got bits and pieces of bad form on good ground. Yeah. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from there as well. He went off favourite for last season's Irish National, and I kind of think he's always been a little bit of a talking horse. His yeah. his two wins in the Leinster National are head and shoulders better than anything else he's ever done in his career. Yeah, you know he's only had five runs though for Willie Mullins. He, he could progress him slightly more. Yeah, I, I I can understand that as well. 
I'm not quite sure. He's untested. I mean, apart from the Irish national where he didn't get very far last season, he's untested over marathon trips. The Leinster national's over three miles one, which isn't a marathon trip. It's long distance, but you know, it's it's another mile on top of that here. I I think it's pretty hard to hold your form in Irish handicaps. Mm-hmm. So I don't knock Pair of Brown Eyes for doing that. I just. I think he's a twenty. To, he's twenty to one based off the back of him winning last time out, rather than his overall record. And I think it's a dangerous thing to do back a horse after one good run. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in a race like the Grand National where there's forty horses, and you know, it's like you're giving Manella Rocco chances of things he've done three years ago. You, you, I think you want to be looking for a more in-depth angle than a horse who's ran well last time out. I won't quite knock him as much as you have, but I do think that the ground is very much key to it, to him, and I do think that he needs softer, heavy ground to feature anywhere near, if I'm being honest. And he's a 5 out of 10 for me. He, he, he's middle of the range, 25 to 1 solid. I, I think I think he'll stay, but I'm not sure about the ground. No, I, I, just, I just don't think he's good enough, mate, if I'm honest. Don't think he's good enough. Uh, I'd probably, I'd give him, a, I'd probably give him a five, but I, I think he's atrocious value. You know, twenty to one. Can't see it at all. The race he won last time, the Leinster National at Nace, it's not great. I love Hope and Dreams. Isn't going to get into the Grand National. Not rated high enough. You know, Bello Moan would be nowhere here. The conditional nowhere here. He's he's not beaten anything. I think he's the worst price. I think he's the worst price in the race. Yeah, I'd, I'd give him a five out of ten, but I think he should be forties or fifties. Right, I, I agree with you. He should be a bigger price than than twenty five. I think there's twenty fives around about him, to be honest. Uh, number thirty, blow by blow, still a novice. Well, he, he is. He's a novice. His first start over fences was only in October. They've gotten a lot of racing into him in a pretty quick rate, uh, space of time. Seven runs already this season, all the fences. Blow by blow. Cheltenham Festival winner last season in the Martin Pipe, but slow by slow. Yeah, we, we, he's been, that's sort of been the name for him, hasn't it, throughout his racing career. He, as you've said, he's beat, he, he beat Discarama in the Martin Pipe and early doors, Sire de Burley, Dees de Beefs. There's some decent horses that he's beat in that at Cheltenham last year. No, that, that's literally of no relevance to the Grand National. But, well, let me come round to his point. But <laughs> this season, uh, he's run in graded races. He's run a graded race at, at Navan where he's been absolutely spanked. And this season, he's quite clearly not in love as much with chasing as he is no, with hurdling. Because physically, you'd have thought he'd have made a chase. He made, he's a magnificent looking animal well, isn't he he doesn't seem to have taken to it he's not at all uh, he's been beaten equivalent of a lot of distances there's 56 lengths 85 lengths and he's just he's just I mean, slacked I think and uh, what, 146 is sort of I don't know something inside me but 146 is interesting that is a lowish mark he's pulled up in the Lens, in the Leinster National last time out with that pair of brown eyes one there's just look I mean, the fact that he's known as slow by slow says to you that four miles should suit him. He doesn't have very, very much pace, but he plods on. Uh, that's the only positive I can find for him. He'll probably stay, but I can't be having it. When we were saying Gordon Elliott's having runners for the sake of having runners, blow by blow is the main one. 
There's, he's just a silly, silly runner in the national as a novice. Don't understand why he's here. Yeah. If I'm honest, two out of ten for me. Uh, it'd be a three for me. I wouldn't quite put him down that much. Uh, number 31 is up for review for Willie Mullins. I know Mullins has always, you know, kind of fought quite a lot of this horse, and he was an eye-catching winner, sorry, runner, when he finished third in the Fiestes at Gowan in, in October, and then was travelling like the winner at the Cheltenham Festival before he blundered away his chance. I, I backed him after his third in the Fiestes for the National. He was really interesting yeah. when he was flying home late on. He was wearing the second colours of Wiley, uh, Graham Wiley's colours. Uh, and I sort of, I was watching the ding-dong finish of the Thaistis, and then in the background you just saw this red cap flying from nowhere, and I was yeah, thinking, was who's hunt, this? And, it, really wide. and it was up for a bit, almost Shatriku style. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I I thought that was really impressive, and then he was travelling like an absolute dream. You backed him, didn't you? Yeah. We were stood next to each other, and I, I thought that, up for review was going to absolutely chance all over him and then he smashed the third last didn't he yeah he made a up for review size hole in yeah. in the fence it basically stopped him and then he he sort of Paul Townsend was quite conservative with him I think I think he he had the yeah. Grand National in mind there's bigger days for him and sort of I wouldn't say give him an easier ride but slackened off him a bit I like him, mate. Yeah, I like him. There's been money for him in recent days. He he was as big as forties. I could I could have seen last week, and now he's into twenty fives in places. Yeah, look, I I don't think he's ridiculously. Uh, oh, I'm I'm not massively massively keen on him, but I'd give him a chance. Yeah, you know, I've I've backed him at thirty threes. I'm quite happy with that ticket. I don't think you could have taken positives from Cheltenham last time out, but I don't think you had taken too many negatives because he's blundered away his chance. Yeah. We don't quite know what would have happened if you know, if he hadn't have made that error. His run prior to that at Gowran was promising. I'd give him a chance, seven out of ten. Yeah. Uh I think I'd give him a six. I like him, but I don't like him as much as you, I don't think. The next one on the list is number thirty two, single farm payment. Pretty smart horse, always tends to be well supported. There's got to be question marks nowadays about his attitude, though. He gets beaten in races he shouldn't do. Yeah, he's, he's a bit of a monkey, isn't he? Uh, he's turned up to all the Cheltenham handicaps, normally goes off favourite or there or thereabouts, and just fails to deliver it. He, he, I remember. Two well, he's, he's, he's been second on four occasions over fences, and three of them have been less than a head, which probably shows the fact that when it gets into a scrap, single farm payment's not the sort of horse who, who tends to come out on top when it's an actual battle. Do you know what though, mate? I, I don't think he's a bad bet at 50s. <laughs> I, know he's, I know he's pretty hard to trust, but I don't, I think he's, he's running in 146, which I think is a very, very fair mark. Untried all the marathon trips, but I think he's worth a, sh- worth a crack at him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, 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 there are doubts there about you know how much he wants it, but he, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's a ridiculous outsider. Yeah, I personally can't touch him at all. I don't think he's got any chance whatsoever. Um, but he deserves his place in this race because he's been consistent through the years. He's running all the major handicaps, really, in my opinion. Yeah, he's been second at a Cheltenham Festival before. Yeah, and. 
he's a bit of a infuriating animal. If infuriating is the right word. If yeah. you were to own him or train him, you just think, just get your act together and just turn up one week. I remember watching him, watching him lose to Cogri and he, he cantering all over Cogri. Yeah, and, and just didn't find anything. Just didn't decide to pass him, which must have been so infuriated for Noel Feely. So. I, I'd probably give single fan payment a, a 5 out of 10. Oh, it'd be a 3 for me. I I couldn't really go near him at all. I think his overall profile, he's, he's alright, and I, I I don't think he'd be disadvantaged by the step up to this marathon trip. He, he sees three miles out well enough. Yeah. 50 to 1's a big price about him, and I wouldn't put you off him at 50s, in, in fact. Now now you've sort of said it, he, he could... You've turned me around here. Uh, marathon trip, you never know, do you? No, I say untried, but I could I could see it suiting. Uh, number three is a horse who's already had three cracks at the Grand National. A- an absolute little legend round here, Vierly on Rouge. He's won a beacher chase. He's been second in a beacher chase, and he has finished uh, seventh, sixth, and ninth in the last three Grand Nationals. Probably another supporting role, most likely this time round. Yeah, interesting to see Scudamore's riding. Tom Scudamore, first yeah. string. It, would you class him as the first string in front of Ramsey's? No, Ramsey's the tail's got a better chance for David Pipe than the early on Rouge. Uh, that, that's an interesting jockey booking, although Scudamore always rides him, and if you look at it, David Noonan sort of always rides Ramsey's. Yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't see that as being Scudamore. You know, Scudamore's the Pipe stable jockey, but I wouldn't see that as being, you know, Pipe fancies the early on Rouge more than Ramsey's the tail. The jockey booking... Isn't doesn't matter to me. He it it was an interesting first first run this season in the Beecher. He he ran as if he'd stay better nowadays. Yeah, because I there was always massive massive question marks in front of him. And then the last two times at Chepstow in the Welsh National and also at Haydock in the National Trial, he's just disappointed a bit, really, hasn't he? Uh, one on good ground, one on soft ground. So you can't put it down to anything to that but I do think he wants a bit of cut in the ground ah, you 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 were quite confident on him after his second well I, f- I thought I, f- I thought it was mental that I'd be considering a horse who's already beaten in the Grand National three times but it has been the case that I think Vierly on Rouge stays three and a half well he has won the Haydock National Trail in the past he probably stays three and three quarters it's just the last half mile mm. he tends to be Flagging. Yeah, he flags. And he's running the beach shaped like he stays better nowadays. He's ten now. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if he if he does get a couple of furlongs further. It's probably gonna be a similar thing. He'll probably finish somewhere between sixth and tenth. Yeah. Um he, he jumps round, he lo- he, he loves that entry. Yeah, it he'll he'll probably be one of the finishers but towards the back, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd give Yearly on a five. I, I, I just think he's, he's solid. We probably know what we're going to get. Probably not quite a winner, but he's. N- I don't think he'll run badly. I think I'd give him a four. I, I, I'm in the same boat as you. He'll probably run his race, but probably won't be hassling the winners. Uh, number 34 is a horse who was really, really smart in his prime, Val Salido. Uh, a, a two-time grade one winner at his best. Da- now down to a mark of 145, and he ran well in the national last season. Finished eighth, but he was still bang there, jumping two out, 
what do you make of his chances, Jim? Is he an interesting outsider? Uh, he he could be. He, he's a fair, decent price at 66. He's, he'll certainly appreciate the further distance, I think. Uh, that, that, but he, he didn't get home quite get home though last time did you not think uh, no, he's, he's never been a, he's never shaped to be like a horse who wants a distance uh, I, th- I think that he will he he, do, he's, he ran a really good race I thought when he finished third behind Raffinden and he sort of plugged on and I don't know something inside me made me think he, he might enjoy a bit further he's worth having a crack at this because He's, he's had decent graded form. Yeah, I think, if I remember rightly, and go back, he won the JM Wine. Yeah, a couple uh, of years ago. Um, so it's only 10. Which is about like, 12. Yeah, I feel like he's been around for 20 he must years. Have, he, must have got, he must have started off pretty young. Maybe he was... Uh, he's not as good as he once was. No, and, it, and it's sort of... I don't like seeing horses regress, but he has regressed quite quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Again, look, I think a similar a similar outcome as to last season is probably likely. P- probably somewhere between seventh and twelfth. Mm. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if Al Salido gets round. I wouldn't be surprised if he's still there jumping second Valentine's. If there's any if there's any bookies out there playing seven or eight places, even I know that's extreme and they probably won't. But there's worse hundred to ones that you could probably have. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that's a shout. Uh, Keith Donahue rode him last year as well. Yeah. So that he might get on a, get on the board this year rather than Tiger Roll, who he rode at the Cheltenham Festival. Number thirty five is a horse who's a very short price, twelve to one vintage clouds for Sue Smith and Danny Cook. I mean, he does have good form in uh in some of the big big staying handicaps. He's been placed in a Welsh national, placed in a Scottish national, twice placed in the Ultima at the Cheltenham Festival. A lot of people like him, Jim. I'm I'm not quite one of them. What what makes you think that you don't like him? What puts you off him? He gets. Uh, I don't think he wins very often. Yeah. Do you, do you he, think he, he doesn't he, like to get his head in front? He runs well without winning. I wouldn't even go as far as that. I, I think it's running without winning, and I also think it's. I know we run at won at Haydock at the start of this season, but it wasn't a cracking race. You know what I mean? He's not beaten anything like he'll be facing here. Mm. It's just the fact that, that he plugs on and stays on. I don't know, mate. It, it, it's been a while since he's, ever, since he's come close to looking like winning one of these big handicaps. He runs well without quite getting there. And I don't know. I, I think he's v- far too short at 12s. If, if you go go back in time, though, finish second to Clandis Obor at Haydock in a graduation chase, which is an absolute solid run. Uh, I think he's got... Very, very strong form going into this. Uh, he thoroughly deserves to be 12 to 1 and be as short as he is. I, I do think 10 stone falls, very generous. Uh, is Danny Cook riding? Danny Cook's riding. He might, I thought he might struggle to do 10 stone fall, but obviously not. And I really wouldn't rule him out. He's yeah, got. I mean, it, Sue Smith knows how to train a winner. We've seen Aurora's encore win this race. And they are proper two jumping giants of the north and... I I really won't roll vintage clouds out. I I I, I wouldn't. I don't, I'm I'm not ruling him out. I just think he's too short. Do you think? I'd I, I'd price him up more as a twenty fives than twelves. Yeah. Would he interest? Would you be, be backing him if he was twenty fives? I don't know. I, you just look. I I, I, I think I think what Ramsey's Ramsey's the has done this season. He's more than him. 
Yeah, he's, he's better than what Vintage Clouds has done. Well, the, the wind surgery might have improved Vintage Clouds slightly more. I know he had that before. But horses normally improve second time for wind surgery because they realise that they can actually breathe and then they start running. So I, I would think Vintage Clouds has got a really solid chance. And for me, he'd be an 8 out of 10. I'd probably say a 6. I think he'll stay. I think he'll jump round. I, I just think he tends to find a couple too good, especially in a race of this quality. You know what I mean? I know he's being placed in the Scottish National and the Welsh National. He didn't look like winning either of them. Mm. You know what I mean? It was plugging on from rear and overtaking beaten horses. He ran well at Cheltenham last time out. I can't knock that. I don't know. I I, I just kind of think he'll find one or two. One or two too good for him. Well, not even one or two. It's a Grand National. I think he'll find three or four too good for him. Yeah, do you think he'll get round if he jumps? Oh, he should do. He should do. And, I, I, do you know what? I wouldn't be ridiculously surprised if he hit the frame. But I, I, I don't think he'll win. Yeah. I don't think he'll win. And I, I, I'd, I'd rather be backing others, you know, at the prices and vintage clouds. He gets a six out of ten for me. I, I'm not pouring cold water on his chances and I wouldn't slate anyone for liking him. He's just not quite for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 36 is General Principal, last season's Irish Grand National winner, another one of the Gordon Elliott Brigade. And you know what? Apart from last last time out when he pulled up uh, at Cheltenham, he's held his form quite well this season in Ireland. Third in the Punchestown National Trial, fifth in the Fiestes, ninth in the Paddy Power. It's pretty hard to string consistent runs together, I think, in all the top Irish handicaps, and General Principal's done that, and I quite like him. Yeah. He's a fair enough sort of price, 40 to 1, if you like him. Uh, he won the Irish National last year, which I thought he did it very impressive. He's a 10-year-old. He he has run, as you've said previously, run very consistently, and barring last time. And um, you, you, can, you can forgive that. Yeah. Are you, are you worried about the ground? Because he, he won the Irish National on heavy. Uh, he's run fairly consistently without winning on goodish ground uh, it's a bit of a worry for me I think I think he wants heavy no I I, I don't I, I could see why he'd say he might be slightly better on heavy but I think he ran well in the paddy power and that was good so it wouldn't that one would kind of allay, allay my thoughts you know what I mean I, I can see where you're coming from with that and I'd kind of buy into it slightly but he's 40 to 1 yeah you're willing to take a few risks a yeah of course you are 40 to 1 of course you are, and I, f- I think of the ones at bigger prices, I, 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 I think he's he's got to be one of the top ones, really. You know, I, I, I think he's got as good a chance as Vintage Clouds has. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't probably say as that far. I'm, I'm more of in the Vintage Clouds camp, but general principle I get a solid five or six uh, six for me in fact I'll give him a six I'd, I'll, I'll give him a six as well it's it's kind of the opposite to a couple of ones in this way like we step back I know he ran well at Warwick but that the win at Sandown back end last season was brilliant was unbelievable and that's where it's, it's general principles overall profile right you know what I mean it's a string of consistent decent it's, consistent yeah, it's runs. not flashy is R- it? yeah ra- rather than one outstanding one but I like his profile he won't get knocked about he's already won an Irish national so there'll be no problems with the trip no problems with having to deal with a big field yeah he's he's got a chance mate I might even go sevens seven out of ten for general principle 
Number 37 is Live Love Laugh for Willie Mullins. Oh, That's the one all the women will back. Oh. Tracy, Karen, we found your horse and Live Love Laugh will obviously go off 10 to 1 instead of the hundreds that he clearly should be. I mean, winner at Cork back in the January in the beginner's chase, but kind of being found wanting. I mean, he's not taken on anything like this before in his career. No, he'll need a major step up in this. I'm, I'm surprised that he even got a rating of 144. I, th- yeah. I think that's really, really, really too high. That mid-130s, low-130s, I'd probably have. Well, it's, it's the one run that's got him in. He was, it was second in the uh, Leopardstown Handicap Chase, uh, which was a grade eight, which is Ireland's top level of handicap. That's over 2.5, and basically that run's got him up from 1.36 to 1.44, which has got him into the race. And then he, he ran an awful sort of race. Midfield I, in the Kim Mule. In the Kim Mule, so I, I completely rule him. Before, I'm not even going to talk about him. I think you rule him out, he's got no chance. But he is going to be the Karen horse. He is going to be every lady's horse in the national. Yeah. And he'll go off 10 to 1 when he should be a 100s, really. He's a 1 out of 10 for me. Same. 1 out of 10 as well. Uh, number 38, he's a bit of an interesting one. He's walking the mill. Obviously, crept into the race as a reserve last year, only to be ruled out a couple of hours later with an injury. Absolutely heartbreaking for connections. He's definitely in this year. Won the beach a chase, though, over these fences. Jumped really well that day, unexposed as a staying chaser. Yeah, and... I find this hilarious. Ran in a novice hurdle and got beat by Dashel uh, Dashel Drasher. Dashel Drasher's not a bad horse. I know, but Dash- I love Dashel Drasher. He's run up a nice sequence now, but to run in a novice hurdle after winning the beach year is. But they've got to protect his mark. I, I mean, it almost backfired because I mean, a couple of more. I mean, if if everyone was fit, no, you know, injuries to Alfred Ezobo, Miss Parfwa, abolitionist. He, got in, would he? he might not have got in, but. Look, they've, they've taken a chance and it's paid off up £5 for winning the Beecher. Uh, I mean, he's not the most obvious candidate to stay four miles, but I, I, I wouldn't rule him out of doing so. He, he stayed really well. Uh, stayed well, really well, I thought, last time. I, I thought that in time he will want it. Uh, and the fact that it was on soft grounds are positive. He's, he's, he's quite versatile, ground, versatile uh, ground-wise. And I, I do think that... He is sort of underestimated in the market at 33s. A, a beach winner should be at least 20s, I think. Oh, I f- you can get 20s though. Yeah. 33s will be best price rather than, you know, rather than I think he's a general 25s or 20s around the board. I, I like him. I, I don't think he's a likeliest winner, but I, I don't think you can rule him out that his beach his beach run was good. You know, and he popped round the entry fences really, really, really well. It's just about whether he'll stay. Mm. It's just about whether he'll stay, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule him out of doing so. Especially off ten stone four. You yeah, c- you could. It's a lightweight. He could fly around. You never know. Could be very nicely handicapped. I mean, we, 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 we've, we've never seen him tried at a marathon trip. You know what I mean? So it, it, that that that's where the guesswork comes in. But he stays free too well enough to probably give confidence. Yeah, I I really wouldn't be down on his chances no, to be honest I wouldn't be I, there's more positives for me than negatives in yeah. his camp yeah so that. He's, a, he's got a nice way of going about things as well hasn't he he's just like we said with Anna Wolf like, a very very professional straightforward horse just d- doesn't seem to have doesn't seem to have an off day you know very often quite a nice just a nice horse and uh, he'd have a chance 7 out of 10 for me yeah, I think I'd just be a bit down. Six, six out of ten, although I think he'll run a good race and could be some each-way value. 
Yeah, we both like walking the middle. Number 39 is Folsom Blue. Veteran, another one of the Gordon Elliots. He's 12 years of age. He would have won the Irish National last year, really, if he wasn't hampered at the last. Absolutely smashed by Belzil, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, he ended up finishing fourth in the Irish National, but he would have won. Belzil jumped across him and completely ruined his chance when looking the likeliest winner. Stays forever. Yeah, he wants an absolute marathon distance, doesn't he? And this will certainly suit him. If there was a race over 10 miles, he'd win it. Yeah. Uh, he, he was flying home last time out at Utoxy to. Uh, There's some good horses in this song. There's some good horses who stay far too. Yeah, and he could be found out for a bit of speed, yeah. I think. Especially early on, you know. The, 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 they go up, they set off a fair gallop at the yeah. beginning, and you almost need that sort of class just to take you through that yeah, race. Yeah, you, you, you do. And you, you, have to, you, have to, you have to have enough speed to actually get you into the race before the stamina plays a distance, and that's where you can see false and blue almost getting too far behind early on. Yeah, and uh, no offence to False and Blue in not being cla- classy, but he just lacks that turn of foot. He's, yeah, very, he, he's just slow. Yeah. He's, he's like Don Pauly, and although Don Pauly had that extra class. Um, don't, I'd say don't get as wrong as there are no bad horses in the Grand National these days. These are all good, good, good racehorses. Mm. But False and Blue's strength is that he's all stamina. And I think you need a couple more attributes, you know, the speed to be able to go the early gallop, you know, carry, you know, will carry, to carry you actually into the race. And I just worry that's where Folsom Blue, you know, will be lacking. He was sixth in the Midlands National last time out, and you'd be wanting to have seen him in the first three there, I think. Yeah, yeah. Was it, has it been interesting he's been campaigned in England? Do you not find that slightly odd? Gordon yeah, Elliott's, it has, yeah. Gordon Elliott's yeah, brought he's, him he's over. Every single run this season's been in Britain and when he, he's based in Ireland. He got beat by Paisley Park on his debut at Haydock and he's been Haydock, Chepstow, Sandown and New Toxeter. So it's something weird about that. I don't, I don't know why he has been campaigned that way. Uh... I, I, I like Folsom Blue, but I, I think he's an unlikely winner. Yes, yeah, uh, he's a two out of ten for me. I'd, I'd say I'd say three because uh, you could see, you know, slow horses can snatch places. Yeah, they, fifty to one. You know what I mean? Fifty to ones yeah, out there. Yeah, I, I won't rule him out of staying on into fourth, but I think he's pretty uh, vulnerable in terms of win purposes. The last one guaranteed a run number forty is Bless the Wings, fourteen years of age, absolute legend of the game. You know. A pensioner in horse racing terms, but he was third in this last year. I mean, what else can you say? He's just a bit of a legend, but probably slightly past it nowadays. Yeah, he's he just probably fine lacking. He pulled up last time in the cross country at Cheltenham, didn't he? Behind Tiger Roll. Uh, he keeps bumping into Tiger Roll and he keeps losing. So he, I, I quite like, I'd like him to run a nice race, but I don't think he'll. He'll feature well, it's, anyway. It's not the first time. I, I mean, last season, he, Blessed Wings hadn't been running well mm. before he went on to finish third in the National. Yeah. And he's not been running well again this season, so I wouldn't completely rule him out of, you know, bouncing back. He, he's always been a little bit of a unique horse, you know what I mean? A little yeah. bit of an enigma, you know. So, hard, hard to predict when Blessed Wings would be on a going day, but he did run well in this last year. I absolutely adore him. One of my favourite horses of all time, but He's probably not going to be anywhere near. Yeah, and and there's a reason why he's 100 to 1. Yeah, 2 out of 10. 2 out of 10 for me as well. Right, we're going to move on to the reserves now. Uh, These might not get in, but we are anticipating that one or two, like we said, we think Marla Beach is an unlikely runner. Ultra Gold may run in the top. 
Magic of Light, we're not sure whether she's going to turn up. Same with Blow by Blow, their big prices on Betfair, which tends to predict which horses aren't going to get in. So we are going to just quickly touch on the four reserves. Number 41, Captain Redbeard, got into the race last year, came down at Foynaven. What chance would you give him if he got in? Well, he, he beat definitely Red this season in the two-runner race. Yeah. Um, certainly caused an upset at Kelso. And then I was very disappointed, I thought, at... at uh, Kelso again. Kelso again in the listed race. He Third of four that day. Yeah, Black Corton was second. Black Corton ran a shocker. Uh, but Blue Flight won the race, and Blue Flight's, for me, not exactly the classiest to be winning a listed race beating Black Carton and Captain Redbeard he probably should have won that yeah. uh, he impressed me Captain Redbeard he showed a nice turn of foot the time before to beat t- definitely Red and he I, I thought definitely Red just ground it out from the front and carry on galloping but he showed a nice turn of foot to go past He's he's got a nice profile I think he's won a few nice races at Haydock if I remember rightly yeah. or finished second he, he's he He'll definitely stay if he stays on his feet, but the only negative is he fell last year. Do you think he'll stay? Yes, I do. Why? The, the, the only times he's... I mean, most of his... He's never had another attempt at a marathon trip. Uh, he's only... You know, he's, he's generally been campaigned between, between two and a half and three miles. I think good ground. Good yeah. ground will certainly aid him because when he runs on good soft ground or soft ground, he doesn't quite stay as well. Uh, but I, I do think there's bits and pieces of his form that make me think, yeah, he'll stay. And he certainly deserves his place in this lineup. Yeah, I, I hope he gets in. He's, he's not a bad horse, he's Captain Redbeard. By far the best one uh, Stuart and Sam Coulthard have ever been involved with as well. I'd probably give him a 3 out of 10, though. I think he's an unlikely yeah, candidate. Yeah, I'd give him a 3 out of 10 as well, but I won't rule him quite out just yet. Number 42 is a horse we hope gets in. He deserves to. The reigning Scottish Grand National winner, Joe Farrell. I mean, the Scottish Grand National winner should always get a go in the Grand National. It should be like in the uh, in the FA uh, Champions League where Europa League winner yeah. gets yeah. in yeah I, I I see where you're coming from last time out beat Bally Optic by a nose to win the Scottish National last season ran twice this year as well and wasn't disgraced at all staying on into second at Newbury last time yeah the first one of the season uh, looked like he needed the run smashed a couple of fences to be fair didn't jump as fluently as I was hoping and then got beat by Sheik Name last time and certainly didn't lose out in defeat almost giving him a Sheik name a stone, stone and a half. Yeah. If you look at that, it was clo- it was closest at the finish as well. Yeah, and I definitely think the f- marathon trip will suit. We've seen he stays four miles well. I think he'll stay four mile four. I think he's got a massive chance, and he's going to win if I've, he gets in. If he gets in, so we just need to go and assassinate two more. I'm joking. I'm only Jesus joking. Jesus Christ! I'm only joking. Jesus, assassinate <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jim, straight in there, bloody hell! That was. Jimbo Watson advocating the murder of horses for his own financial benefit. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. Uh, I quite like him to get in, but I would not like any horses to be injured. Yeah, I, 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 I hope he gets in. First of all, because well, we've both w- backed him. Yeah, but also, why? <laughs> I hope blow by a blow doesn't run. I hope Ultra Gold runs in the top and just because it makes more sense. Yeah, you know, but. I, I think he, he sees a trip out and he's in good form yeah. and they'll get in off a low weight I think there's a lot to like about him 10 stone 2 perfect Adam Wedge will be able to do that low weight he, he's a certainty there's a lot to like he's a certainty I'd give him an 8 out of 10 he's a 9 for me I'm going high I think he's got a really you've not given time. anyone a 10 yet no nope, no one deserves a 10 
No wow. one is perfect. I mean, and the two other reserves, they've both had goals like it before. Number, 30, number 43 is just a par now with Jimmy Moffat. Ran twice in the race for Paul Nichols, 14th in 2017 and 15th. In 2016, he's 12 years of age now. He was, you know, he didn't stay in his prime. There's no reason why he would do now. Yeah, I can't see him featuring even if he gets in. To be honest. Yeah, that's that. And the young masters number 44, the final reserve. He has had another crack at it. It was a while ago, wasn't it? Uh, 2017, he came down. I think it was it at Beechers. Yeah. Uh, the young master came down. Smart also, and he'd he'd have more of a chance. Yeah, he's been going fairly well this season. Uh, yeah, third I, in the Kim Muir. I, I think uh, he picked up two nice races. I remember vividly it being at Chelt- his Cheltenham win. Very impressive. Sam Whaley Cohen gave him a lovely ride. He dro- dropped to a nice ra- yeah, that's rating. A, that's a good point as well. Sam Whaley Cohen's an amateur, but he rides around national fences brilliantly. Oh, he's a class Probably has ride. the best record, record of any jockey. Yeah, and if he gets in, I won't rule him out because I think he's got a solid chance if he does get in but I don't think he will if I'm being honest no that's a shame as well he's, he's not a bad horse in the young master and he'd probably have an each way squeak I'd, I'd probably rate him about a 6 out of 10 chance yeah I, I think you I'd be I mean? in the same car as you there 6, six out of 10 right Jim we've, we've, we've talked about all 40 runners and the 4 reserves it's time it's time for the big one, two, three, four, five. Jim Watson in the Grand National. We also say as well, uh, you know, give us an outsider at a big price you think might go well. Uh, so my number one is Joe Farrell. If he gets in. If he gets in. My number two is Rath Finden. My number three is Ramsey's to Tay. Ty, Ramsey's to Ty. I mean, David Pipe calls him Ramsey's to Tele. Oh, disgraceful. Number four Awful. is Tiger Roll. And number five is Ballyoptic. My horse to run well at a massive price. Ooh, decisions. Uh, I wouldn't put you off Maldini at 25s. It's not a massive price. Not massive price. All right, we'll go bigger. Uh, oh. Sit with Ballyoptic. I'd just stick with Ballyoptic. He's 33s, he's big enough, 50s, isn't he? 50s, but in places. Yeah. I, I go Ballyoptic, he's going to plug on. Uh, I'm going to say Raf Vinden wins the Grand National. Willie Mullins and Ruby Walsh, they've done it, you know, they've done it before. The, the horse stays well. Probably has a little bit more of improvement in him as well. Won well last time. I mean, the thing you're looking for is horses who definitely stay and horses who are in good form and then you can narrow the field down. In fact, if we just do it, you could cut Hannibal Fly, Tiger Roll, Raf Vinden, Dunikos, maybe we could include in that. Ramsey's the Tay, step back. Uh, vintage clouds, general principle, walk in the mill. Joe Farrell, I think they, you, you could say that they all are likely stayers and have all been running well. Mm-hmm. And I think if you were to narrow the field down, I think that'd be the way to do it to them few. I think Raf Vinden's the best off at the weights though. Second will be Tiger Roll, have his heart broken. I think he'll go very close, but I just think Raffinden, you know, he'll be giving weight away. And I think they'll be pretty evenly matched, to be fair, if they met at level weights. Uh, the third one home, for me, I agree, will be Ramsey's Detey. Fourth, step back. And fifth, Joe Farrell, if getting in. I'd also probably put up at a fair price up for review yeah 
Yeah, I, I think he might go well. And also, I, I wouldn't rule out general principle as well if being backed at 40s. Yeah. That's it for our Grand National runner-by-runner preview. Two hours worth of listening. We hope we've analysed every horse pretty well. Hopefully, I make it a hat-trick of winners. Hopefully, Jimbo backs up his successful Cheltenham. And we'll be previewing the rest of the Aintree meeting tomorrow. That episode should be out the day after this is out. Uh we hope you've enjoyed listening to Turf Talk. Thanks a lot. Just a quick mention as well. If you give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, just leave a comment below on who you do think will win the national. And don't forget to tweet us and retweet us. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks, bye.